This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do, dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Bradley. And special guest uh, in studio here with us on the third mic as we are broadcasting live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We have Larkin Rose, who uh, repeat guest on the program, and I don't know, how many years, uh, Larkin, have you been attending the Porcupine Freedom Festival? I was afraid you'd ask me that. I think it's four or five, and I don't remember which, but it's fun every time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so if you've been coming that long, you've no doubt seen how it's changed over that uh, that time frame. What's your interpretation of what it was when you were first here as uh, compared to now? Well, it was obviously a lot smaller, uh, but to me, the biggest change has been that uh, back at the beginning, it seemed like voluntarists and people who had given up in statism entirely were still sort of a tiny little off-to-the-side fraction, you know, Mm -hmm. the wackos. And now uh, we're almost the majority here. Uh, Certainly seems like it. Yeah. You will see some political signs uh, strewn about the campground, though, so, I mean, there are... Quite a few, and actually uh, some state rep license plates, so there are certainly quite a few political people here. That's true. It's certainly not everybody, but it's a a lot bigger than before. Well, politics does tend to burn people out. Uh, I know that uh, Seth Cohn is one of the elected Free State Project participants who is a state rep, and he has told me that he's so sick of the corruption that he's not running again. I mean, you'd think, hey, you're an incumbent. Run again. Incumbents always get reelected. Um, but he's uh, he's calling it quits that's just why, because he's frustrated. That's why people get frustrated with the government. You try to uh, you try to change something that's wrong, something that's corrupt, something that's illegal, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, I think there's, you know, that's why I often say that when somebody goes into politics, their choices are leave very quickly or become corrupted very quickly. Mm. And the one exception that still baffles me is Ron Paul. And he's obviously not an anarchist. Yeah. But the fact that he's been consistent for 12 trillion years and stuck by what he believes in just astonishes me. Well, I don't you know, know how anybody could be in D.C. and have any integrity after a day. Maybe he's not an anarchist in the same way that I'm not an anarchist. I mean, I'm a voluntarist. Uh, that's, the, you know, that's, I think, the preferred term to describe me. It's a very positive term. It's not talking about what you're against. It's talking right. about what it is you're for. And in an interview that Ron Paul did with Adam Kokesh, he basically said he was a voluntarist. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much came right out and and, uh, and admitted that. So I think that, you know, like most people in the political realm, he's probably compromising something in order to play in that that particular world. Well, I, I was ultimately a, he may at, at his core be a voluntarist. I, I felt for uh, for many years while serving in law enforcement that uh, that I agree with the uh, the non-aggression principle, and if someone agrees with the NAP, then uh, in turn they could be certainly called a uh, voluntarist, but at the same time, I consider myself pragmatic. I mean, the government exists. It's here. You know, you, if you don't comply with what it wants... Well, that explains why you're running for political office, and of course, so yeah. am I. Right, uh, right. Just because I can, only, I can only be arrested so many times, can only do so much civil disobedience, it, you know, it starts to accumulate after a while, and it makes it more difficult the, the further arrest you have. So yeah, I'm back in the political world gathering petition signatures and, you know, still doing outreach, but... Uh, I, what I'm you, an activist, you know. I do whatever I can. What are you running for, Ian? Uh, state rep. State rep. Why, why, do you, why do you need? Why do you need a petition? Oh, because they make it difficult on third parties. Uh, they they have certain uh, restrictions because they don't want to get other voices in the political uh, mix. 
And so they make it difficult for folks like the Libertarian Party or the Green Party to get candidates on the ballot. Uh, yeah. And th- there's a surprising amount of people who, when you are actually out petitioning, uh, you know, the first question that uh, I'll ask is, are you registered New Hampshire voter? That's going to disqualify most people right out the gate. And then a bunch of other people will say to the question of, well, you know, would you like other people on the ballot? Or, you know, once they look at the petition, they see that it's for the Libertarian Party. They're like, nope. No thanks. Yeah, but I don't man, want any other choices for voters. Many of those people, if they w- would take the world's smallest political quiz, they would find out they're libertarians. They might. They may very well. Yeah. So uh, lar- unfamiliar is uncomfortable. Uh, but yeah, mostly what I do is uh, make fun of the political process. I love and it. And saying that engaging in it only legitimizes the domination of mankind. <laughs> I don't tend to agree because I think you can engage in it and make fun of it at the same time. I mean, look at Vermin Supreme, for instance. You familiar with him? Yeah, there are there are exceptions where you where you actually mock the system while playing it. I ran. Uh, I attempted to run as a city council candidate a few years ago as Ian Nobody uh, as my you know middle name in quotes, which they're supposed to allow you to do here in New Hampshire. People People put their nicknames in quotes. Uh-huh. And, of course, they didn't like that very much. And we got them on video making excuses as to why they couldn't allow the, you know, the term nobody. Nobody on, for uh, president. Yeah. Nobody for president. Well, Ian, I think if you, went to, if you went to probate court and legally changed your name to nobody, then you might. The if, last time I tried to go to probate court, I got arrested for trespassing. <laughs> never, I guess never mind. <laughs> so maybe, maybe don't try that again. You know, they banned me and Pete Eyre and about four or five other activists from the courthouse here forever because we sang them uh, anti-drug war Christmas carols and wished them a Merry Christmas on videotape uh, you know, during the Christmas season this last year. Well, I'm I'll, banned forever. Yeah, that's, that's clearly unconstitutional. No one branch of government can block you from another. Obviously, you're the threat to society that we need protection against. Clearly. I mean, yeah. that's crystal clear. I've been banned from the liquor stores, every state liquor store, forever. Well, if, since you're banned from the liquor store, that might, there might be a legal argument to make that you could uh, distill your own uh, in violation of the law. Because what choice do you have? <laughs> your, your, your liberty interest in obtaining alcohol has been interfered with. You know, what are you going to do? No <laughs> so, yeah, there's all kinds of interesting things uh, going on. But tell me more, Larkin, about what's going on out uh, in your world. I mean, I know that you are a Free State Project participant, and I think your family owns some property up in New Hampshire. And obviously, we hope to get you here sooner rather than later. But what projects are you working on right now? Well, uh, the biggest thing I'm doing right now is next month will be the the first sort of the unveiling of a, a seminar type thing I'm going to do called Escaping the Myth. Um, to me, most of the challenge here is not actually the message and the philosophy, because that's actually pretty darn simple and logical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the challenge is human psychology. People don't like to give up their paradigms. Oh, yeah. you know, and we all know this perfectly well. You try to introduce them to a new way of looking at the world, they get and mad. they freak out, and they get mad, and they get defensive, and they scream at you, and you call you nasty names, and then they run away. And that's not entirely helpful. Um, so based on... 16 years of experience of of talking to people about these things with, you know, I don't want to brag, but I have hundreds of success stories of people who now credit me and whole or in part in having them give up statism. I think I have a way to make uh, basically help somebody get out of statism, no matter what they already believe, no matter what they already think, without them ever feeling attacked, without it feeling at all confrontational, without them having to feel defensive and that may sound like it's completely impossible, but I think I now have a way to do it. Well, you're, you probably are morally correct. So, I mean, when you're arguing the morally correct argument, it's not that hard to be right. 
Uh, yeah, but it is still really hard to win. That's because true. Because people yeah. don't like to pay attention. Well, for me, it's not about our argument. Uh, I think that persuasion is a better way to, to come at right. things. Fair and point. you know, yep. if you're if you're arguing with somebody, if you think about it, that's what we learned in government school. I mean, I don't know if the both of you went to government school, but that's that's what they taught us was debate. You know, you would take debate class where. Oh, it doesn't matter if you believe this, uh, the subject you've been assigned. You have to take this uh, particular position, defend the position, you know, dig your trench and get down and lob verbal bombs at, uh, at the enemy. And it's, you know, this war paradigm of uh, I'm right and you're wrong and I, will, I shall not be moved from my position. Right. And I think a persuasive approach is something much more, uh, you know, well, persuasive. It's much more effective in that uh, you, you can tell some, hopefully, you agree with the goal of the, the individual, like, like, you know, I like clean water and clean air, so, you know, good trees. I like having trees around. I like the environment. I just don't want to use the government to uh, to force people and, you know, show them the gun in the room. And I think that the, I'm, I'm excited about what you're talking about. Where will people be able to find out more information? The uh, You can look it up on LarkinRose.com, which is just L-A-R-K-E-N-R-O-S-E.com. It's the first thing on the website now. But, yeah, escaping the myth, the, the, the whole thing revolves around the fact that I don't my values and my moral code and all that don't even enter into it. It's not at all the usual thing of you believe this, I believe this, I'm going to hit you over the head until you agree with me. It uses their values and their logic to show them contradictions in their own thinking without even accusing them of that. So much hypocrisy. Larkin, can you stick with us for another uh, sure. little bit? All right, yep. great. More with Larkin Rose here in a moment. It's uh, LarkinRose.com, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're here live. can take your calls as well if you get a question for Larkin. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live, live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2012. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 tunes. With C-Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, lrn.fm, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com. ccrane.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so head over there enjoy those on us. And download as many archives as would please you. They are there, and they go all the way back to 2006, late 2006. All of it free. Uh, you can go to freetalklive.com and pick as many of them up as you like. Uh, in addition, you can visit our SoundCloud page, which is the newest way for you to share the show. Uh, you can find the SoundCloud link on the left-hand side of freetalklive.com under Listen and Share. And uh, then on any episode you want to, you can just click the Share button and share it on your Facebook profile or Twitter or perhaps your blog, wherever it is that you'd like. Uh, so once again, freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. If you need collections done and you want it done with respect, so you can keep your customers down the line, get in touch with SACL. You can see their banner at the top of our banner column over at freetalklive.com. So once again, that's uh, freetalklive.com. Larkin Rose joining us here in the LRN.FM studios here at uh, Porkfest 2012, right across from the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It's uh, splendid. Uh, I mean, Larkin Rose, I see you sitting constantly facing this, uh, this view and just, it just t- kind of taking it all in. I mean, it's, it's awesome, isn't it? 
Yep. Oh, turn on your mic. That would help. Welcome to my backyard. <laughs> I've been censored. Oh, that's your backyard. Well, it's just the place I visit once a year when Porkfest happens. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's, you know, it's amazing, of course, to be at Porkfest where you're among a whole bunch of people who don't want you enslaved. Yeah, for sure. And it makes it a whole lot more, more fun to uh, observe nature and the great scenery when you know you're not about to be robbed or Every, yeah everything's more peaceful and peaceful people are around it's imagine great. that and uh, there's a bunch of them here in the studio and thanks to everybody for coming in here uh, tonight and spending time with us when there are so many other things going on on this campground i mean there literally are probably several hundred people here at this point it just keeps ramping up as the week goes on we're probably going to have over a thousand people eventually there are people selling things at agra alley there are music uh, i think there's a musical event going on tonight the bands were already playing when i was walking up here so several bands are going to be on display this evening there were a few bands earlier this week family activities uh, as well uh, larkin i think you're you, you know brought your family up with you nope not this oh, time really? i abandoned them yep <laughs> <laughs> well then that's a good it's going to be a different pork fest experience for you then, uh, a little yep bit. yep well sadly i have to run away at night and work on a bunch of annoying things and so i just come here during the day i do have to uh, you know get some work done it's kind of a working vacation for me as well but it's great to be around other people who understand what the ideas of freedom are but not only understand it but are willing to do something about it many of them having already made the move to new hampshire as part of the free state project some of them living here uh, their whole lives like brad here and uh, others just coming to visit and support us from afar in whatever way possible because i think there's probably no doubt that what's going on here is probably the most uh, vivacious, exciting uh, portion of the liberty movement. The liberty movement is a large animal that exists all around the globe, but I don't think there's anybody doing anything quite like this, except for maybe the Free State Wyoming folks, and uh, there's still you know, a ways back you know, as far as they've only been around a few years as compared to the Free State Project. So I, I love what's happening here, and it's so great to be a part of it, and always great to have both of you guys here. Uh, Brad, what are your thoughts so far? I mean, having been married actually at this particular porcupine freedom festival things are definitely different for you oh man yeah i mean this is i believe my third pork fest that i've been to and uh ashley uh my now wife and i had a excellent wedding yesterday thanks to a wonderful woman named vanessa finger who uh, uh planned the wedding for us and it's just an excellent celebration and the people here are some of the nicest people you'll ever meet anywhere in the world because it's just a bunch of people who are uh, concerned about their neighbors and want their neighbors to be respected and to, you know, to basically leave people alone. 855-453, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Now, Larkin uh, Rose, when I first heard about you, was back during the uh, the income tax uh, days as far as what you were doing back then. It was certainly an influence on me, and uh, it's, you know, what I think your courage inspires other people. And I think the interesting thing about what folks like you do is, you never really know who you've inspired until they come and say something, until they say thank you to you. You never really get to have a full perspective on exactly how many lives you've touched and how many people you've helped uh, find the courage to uh, refuse to obey in the future. And I just want to thank you for, for what you've done. Well, Larkin, you spent some time in uh, federal prison, didn't yes. you? Yep. I spent a year as a political prisoner, but I wrote lots of books that the government doesn't like while I was there. So <laughs> well. that was my revenge. Uh, I've been pleasantly surprised. Sometimes it takes years, but uh, I would you know, tell people there have been a number of people who, when I first talked to them about, you know, whether it's philosophy or the tax thing, think, oh, you're an idiot and you're evil and go away. And then a few years later, they say, well, I want to talk to you about what do you think about? And, mm -hmm. and it stuns me that they actually heard anything I said. 
So I'd encourage people to, you know, tell the truth, even if it seems like the person isn't paying any attention, because sometimes they really are. And you'll only learn about it three years later, but they right, are. Or maybe it wasn't you that was, you know, the last straw, so to speak, but uh, they it were listening. Up. And yeah, yep. somebody else came along at some point in their life. And, and it's always important to remember that you might be the first liberty-minded person that somebody ever meets. And so to, uh, you know, to behave oneself in a way that is, uh, is appropriate to wanting to be listened to by, uh, by people is important. Uh, because there are some uh, so-called libertarians that I would not want to be the first person that uh, someone who doesn't know about these ideas meets. Right. And, and it is, you know, it's very frustrating to, you know, basically be advocating peaceful coexistence when the status quo is let's use government to initiate violence against everybody. It's very frustrating. So it's very easy to get angry and accusatory is justified. It just doesn't do any good. No, People don't, don't respond well to that. People don't respond to you if they don't, or they don't listen to you if they don't like you. And if you're, you know, if you're being aggressive and in, in their face and not courteous, people aren't going to like you. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you're right. right. If they don't listen and they run away, you didn't do any good. Well, right. I mean, you can be as courteous as you want, but ultimately, some people just aren't going to like you anyway because yeah. you're a threat to their system, and they may receive a paycheck from that system, or they have somebody that they love very much who receives a paycheck from that system. And these are some of the most challenging people. Uh, as far as to uh, to have their minds be changed at some point about the ideas of liberty. And, you know, it wouldn't bother me if a lot of them just said, the hell with this, threw up their hands in frustration, and left New Hampshire. I mean, ultimately, not everybody's going to change their mind. But if enough people come together into the same place and enough happens, and we're already seeing major wins in, you know, the politics scene and civil disobedience as well, uh, when enough starts to become a burden for these folks, they're going to give up. I mean, they'll, they'll say to themselves, I think, there are places we can be more effective status. Let's go there. You know, we can milk the system in New York, uh, that sort of thing. Did, didn't you, Ian, have a uh, someone who lived in the Flor- uh, the Keene area where you live? Didn't you have someone um, write that were writing op-eds about you, like op- you know, opposing uh, liberty activism, and they just got so fed up that they moved to Florida? There was a lady uh, that lived out where uh, around where Mark lives, and she, Pam Martins, was her name. She was. Uh, writing for Counterpunch, which is an online publication. And, you know, Counterpunch has its ups and downs. But, uh, yeah, she was really paranoid about the Free State Project and I do believe did sell her home. I believe she moved out of the area, but I don't have... Uh, total confirmation on that. Well, I mean, so, she could have moved to New York, but apparently she wasn't ready for that much statism, so she went to Florida. It's not like there's a shortage of statist places to go to anyway. So Exactly. <laughs> so, And you don't have to go far either. You're in Keene, you can just go to Vermont or Massachusetts, or you know, better, better yet, head on over to New York, because you know, we, we kind of protect a little bit of Vermont and a little bit of Massachusetts. I know that some folks are going down to Massachusetts to engage in the uh, profanity protest in the town that has banned profanity coming up on Monday. So right after Porkfest, uh, we're hitting the activism scene again. Larkin Rose from LarkinRose.com. Thanks for stopping in tonight and Thanks always for great to me. see you at Porkfest. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit DontTreadOnMeme.com. Browse their unique Silver Dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on meme.com.
is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number is 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there. You can actually control the content of the site. So if you find something online that you think is interesting, you might want to share it with our listeners. You can submit it as show prep, and then others can vote as to whether or not they like it or not. And uh, and then the most voted up will make it to the front page in the top of the site. So head on over, get interactive at freetalklive.com. In fact, you can sign up for news updates. You can uh, follow us on the, the Facebook page. There's a lot going on. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here tonight, it's Ian and Bradley. And we're actually bringing uh, Larkin Rose back by request uh, because somebody had called in uh, with a question for you, Larkin. So you've got your headphones on. We're here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And Michael is on the line from Wyoming. Michael, you're on with Larkin. Oh, this is Hieronymus Anonymous. It's not Michael. Hey, Larkin. Howdy. Howdy. Uh, it's not a question. It's a praise from a third party. Um, I did an interview yesterday with a guy who was recently popped by goons and offered a Stacy Litz-type deal and split and is in the Underground Railroad right now. I can't post the interview for a month for various reasons, but he said in that interview that your book, Iron Web, is one of his biggest influences. And uh, so somebody who Now, when you right say thing, a Stacy Litz deal, what does that mean? It means they said, uh, you rat out a bunch of your friends, and we will let you walk. And he said, okay, and walked and kept walking and didn't contact his friends and left the country. Nice. Yeah. Yeehaw. <laughs> Good for him. Yep. And glad and to hear he, uh, if I uh, helped him corrupt him a bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, how serious how serious are the charges that he's facing? I mean, depending on how uh, how serious it is, the U- United States might extradite him back. But was it just like sale of? Uh, um, like... It was a state thing, not a Fed thing. Oh, okay. So probably not. They probably won't extradite him back. But you know, he's obviously yeah, concerned about. Sheriffs now have drones, so who knows? Uh, well, so uh, so the Iron Web. Uh, you mentioned that was an influence. Now that's a fiction book, correct? Well, most of it's still fiction. Pieces of it keep coming true. Yeah, that's the that's the novel I wrote while I was being a political prisoner. Um, and uh, but yeah, more and more of it are coming. More and more pieces of it are coming true, and it's kind of creepy how specific pieces are. It wasn't supposed to be a prophecy. It's supposed to be fiction. But uh, <laughs> and people seem to like the story and the message. So great, Michael. Anything else you want to share tonight? Nope. Wish I. Thanks was there. for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Thank you. And Larkin, thank you again. Always appreciate having you here. LarkinRose.com, 855-453. We're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and there's all kinds of interesting folks to uh, talk about. So we're going to bring somebody else uh, in on the third microphone here to share what they're up to at Porkfest. Of course, this is the place where yearly uh, liberty lovers gather to enjoy each other's company and reach out and talk about new projects and brainstorm and move things forward on existing projects. And it's just uh, a lot of fun. Plus, there's you know parties and uh, fun stuff like that. Uh, Brad was married yesterday, and Mike Finger is uh, with us, who I believe you're the husband of the wedding planner. I am. All right. So <laughs> you're not here necessarily to talk about wedding planning. The wedding planner consort. You are here to, uh, to, I guess, talk about a society of libertarian entrepreneurs, and what's all that about? That's correct. Uh, it dovetails uh, pretty well with uh, what you were talking about with Larkin. Um, Society of Libertarian Entrepreneurs uh, was started three years ago uh, by a fellow named Tom Garrett out of L.A. as he got uh, deeper into Austrian economics and anarcho-capitalism. 
and he wanted to uh, provide an outlet for uh, young entrepreneurs uh, like himself uh, who are interested in these ideas and uh, and taking uh, using their entrepreneurship as their form of activism. Uh, I think it's interesting. I, I wanted to do as a, a case study uh, you. Okay. Um, so uh, we have Ian Freeman. Uh, now you've you've done civil disobedience and and been arrested and uh, very courageous. And uh, you've, you're running for office and do, and working within the system to some extent. Mm -hmm. But uh, <clears throat> if we talk about the way that you've been most influential, it's as an entrepreneur. Uh, you you've started Free Talk Live. Um, you had an influence on people uh, through the, the, the CAC and Keen. The Keen uh, Activity Center. Yeah, yeah. so you, you provided a, a forum for people to gather. Um, and this was all stuff that wasn't necessarily, uh, well, it had varying degrees of risk. It wasn't directly confronting the state. It was just going out and being uh, what, what we in Seoul call an energetic and productive member of society mm -hmm. and carrying that ideology with you. So um, it, it's really a third alternative. I think they all complement each other, and I'm glad that uh, I'm, I, you know, I celebrate the civil disobedience that's going on. Um, the, the people in the state house are actually changing laws, so that's very exciting and makes it easier. Uh, but we really want to encourage that third form of activism, which is entrepreneurship, and, and recognize that a lot of the people who are moving the, the movement forward are doing it through entrepreneurship. They're doing it by uh, not some some by actually having a liberty-based business or a venture, um, and others just by supporting. So you're, you've got your sponsor, Sagel CAI, right. Jason Osborne. Not only does he volunteer in, in uh, staging Porkfest this year and and uh, his various other activities, but he does uh, use his business as a way to uh, to sponsor liberty. So how does somebody become an entrepreneur? I mean, if you've never, if you've always worked at a job your whole life and you've clocked in and clocked out every single day. What does one have to do to become an entrepreneur? Because it seems like it takes money to make money. So how does somebody get to that, you know, uh, starting point? Right. Well, there, I think there's a, a joke in this great recession that uh, consultant is the new code word for unemployed. Uh, so we don't encourage people to necessarily just, you know, go and stage some big scene and, you know, your big walkout and, uh, and and say I'm an entrepreneur. You you really need uh, you need a lot. You need connections, capital. Um, uh, but really, what you, mostly what you need is a passion and a will. And if you're good at it, uh, it, it people are gonna are gonna start coming to you. Um, and if you stick with it and you're reliable, uh, so you can start in your free time. And our, our chapter, we, we call our chapter the Arcadia chapter, so we cover New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine. Mm -hmm. uh, there's 11 chapters across the country. We've seen four ventures startups in the last nine months since we got started. Um, and, uh, are we talking about just in New Hampshire, or is these, this all across the these are in, country? Yeah, all our members are in New Hampshire right now. But is it intended, the Society of Libertarian Entrepreneurs, is that intended to become larger than just the Shire, or is it going to yeah, be... Yeah, Seoul actually, no, Seoul has uh, 11 chapters across North America right now, so we... We're in uh, New York and uh, um, San Jose and mm -hmm. Dallas. So there are chapters springing up. Um, there's, uh, there's new chapters being formed. Uh, there's, there's a bit of a process. We, one of the things that uh, we emphasize in Seoul is quality over quantity. So there's a lot that goes on in the liberty movement where it's just, oh, we'll take all comers. We, we, you know, we, want, we just want members. This is, this is really a, an opportunity for people who are committed, who have a good reputation, who keep their word, who, um, who are, are, are being 
productive to uh, have a safe place to network so with each other. So there's some uh, selectiveness in order to get into this society, is what you're saying. It's not, you know, it's not, uh, it's not the Bilderberg. Is, is it fair to say that this could be comparable to like the Chamber of Commerce or the Better Business Bureau? Sure, or? sure. Except, uh, you know, we we do have a philosophical aspect. We we also use it as a forum to share ideas and and uh, improve our knowledge of of volunteerism and. Um, liberty and uh and the way we define entrepreneurship is very broad so uh it's someone basically i i like to define it as if you are the responsible person for a project if people are turning to you and you're the one your energy is what's carrying it forward then you're an entrepreneur and that can be something that's a social project one of our members amanda bolden does shire sharing which is a, a charity project mm-hmm. um or it can be a, a just simply for profit as as libertarians fortunately uh we have nothing against being wealthy, building wealth, and and being successful. Some sure, other ideologies. I can't, I can't help other people unless I'm wealthy enough to you know handle taking care of myself. So exactly, I've got to take my take care of myself, and then I can offer something of value to people that are in need of uh, of assistance. Well, I really hope this organization. Uh will recruit Ian into it and keep him from getting arrested again. He's already in. Oh, excellent. He has to come to the meetings. He's too busy. Excellent. Uh, Because, you know, uh, Ian, obviously, uh, you are, you know, you're a very effective communicator at the messages. Look, Uh, I know, I know that people are like, oh, yeah, you got, you can't get arrested. We love you being on the air. And I appreciate that. But fact is, you know, I'm out there with uh, doing things that I do and that attracts attention. So even if I don't go out and go to the courthouse while I've got a no trespass order, they're still going to come after me. I mean, my uh, Keen Activity Center was raided the other day just as an example. So they're going to try to uh, find whatever they can to come after me with. And that's just what I accept by being out there. And same thing, Brad. I mean, you're running for sheriff. It's not going to be an easy road for you, I don't think. Nope. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Mike Finger, thanks for being uh MindThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities, a pirate lying in wait for hapless traders, a guard capturing pirates, or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MindThings.com. Use coupon code FTL. Double your mining speed. It's free. MindThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do is dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online, of course, over at freetalklive.com. Get interactive on the bulletin board system where there are other people who are listeners of this program. You can uh, go and interact for free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. By the way, uh, we just got finished talking with Mike Finger from the Society of Libertarian Entrepreneurs, uh, which is intended to be uh, much wider than there's several, I guess, uh, chapters all across the world and uh, we are soul.com is their website that's we are s o l e soul we are soul.com uh, to learn more about them it sounds like a great idea i think the more entrepreneurial people we can get to new hampshire whether they already have a business or whether they want to start something new 
that's great. And I, this is something I've been wanting to see happen, where people don't just open businesses, but uh, you know, it's also, I think, a possibility to make money off of real estate. You know, buy a house, uh, rent it out to people that are looking to make a move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. There are always new people who are looking to get up here, so that's a way that you can uh, live, basically have your costs for living covered, and help other people out who are looking to get a foothold up here in New Hampshire. So I'd recommend that as uh, as a possibility. And then I think if more people who love liberty buy homes or build homes in the same area, then uh, that'll help amplify the community aspect of this in that how cool would it be to live nearby people that love the ideas of freedom? I mean, if the cops come and try to raid somebody's house, you got your neighbors piling out their front doors with video cameras in that instant and, uh, you know, talk about block parties. It's going to be a great time when we get to that point, but we're not quite there yet because I think that a lot of the people that move early to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project are the ones that just aren't as tied down because they don't have as much to their name. They, you know, don't have a business that they have to wrap up and then move, you know, a thousand miles. They don't have uh, perhaps roots that they've been put that have, you know, that they need to pull up in order to get here. Man, that I get lucky. You guys came here, right? So uh, Brad Jard is here with me tonight, and uh, we're here live from the 2012 F- uh, edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. As always, uh, we'll take your calls, of course, at 855-450-FREE about whatever's on your mind. But also we've got our third microphone in here and always interesting people throughout our audience that uh, we can talk to and experience their perspective on the event that we're attending and uh, what brings them here. And so uh, we do have another guest here with us, uh, Cody Hall. Who is, I believe, are you the producer of this John Taylor Gatto, uh, just, uh, I guess, extremely detailed and useful uh, DVD set? I'm not the producer. I am a member of the online community, the tragedyandhope.com online community. So I actually would be an associate producer in that I'm one of many who helped donate. You put some money forth for this. Exactly. Cause and you're putting your time out now uh, promoting this. So you gave me a copy of this, which I'm grateful to have. Uh, because you'd emailed me originally and sent me a link to the YouTubes, and it was just like, oh my God, this is four or five hours long. I just, I couldn't justify sitting down to sit in front of a YouTube the entire time. But if I'm, you know, on a DVD, it might be easier to to hit pause or remember where I was and and come back to it. Uh, but John Taylor Gatto, who is he for people that don't know? John Taylor Gatto, he was a former New York City and New York State School Teacher of the Year, uh, and I believe it was about twenty years ago. Uh, he got to a point in his uh, career where he found that what compulsory schooling was doing was actually destroying children's minds. Mm. And he ended up quitting on the op-ed uh, of a Wall, uh, the Wall Street Journal just stating that I can no longer hurt these children. And this was at the high point, so-called, of his career. And, uh, I mean, he had done his best to subvert uh, the system by allowing children, talking about entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. seventh grade, he would talk to the kids. If the kids, like, let's say there's a girl, she wanted to be an Olympic swimmer. And he says, look, don't worry about these stupid grades. What we're going to do, go to all the different uh, pools throughout New York City, test them, test, see what the water is, and gather all this data together. And you can actually offer that. And people were calling her up for this report for $500, $1,000. She was able to name her price. And, wow. that's, and that's, showing, that's showing that she can do something, even at for seventh sure. grade. And from my experience at compulsory schooling, they teach you, no, you do what you're told. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, well, you stay in this system, uh, and then you'll graduate, and then you'll go to college, and then you'll graduate with a bunch of debt, and then good luck paying it off. You'll get a job somewhere that's probably not in the area in which that you graduated college for. I mean, the whole system is just its so designed to screw people over. If we actually had the encouragement of entrepreneurship in school or whatever form schools would take in the absence of this government monopoly that, uh, that we currently have or near monopoly, uh, then maybe we would see younger people being allowed and encouraged even to get out there into the marketplace and hone their skills and, and you know become great at something early on. We've certainly seen little examples of this here and there where a young person, as you mentioned, seventh grade, sometimes even younger. Remember there was a story about a, like a self-made millionaire who was a millionaire by age 12 or 13 mm-hmm. because he was shining shoes at age seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know that's... That is a way for young people to create value in the marketplace and experience for themselves, mature sooner rather than later, because they're excited about creating at that age. They're excited about life, and why not let them follow their uh, wherever it is that they, you know, they're encouraged to go by the, the path that they want to take and see what happens as a result of that. It's just fear, isn't it? I mean, people are afraid. They're afraid that you know, if they're not put into this structure that uh, they'll turn into mouth-breathing uh, morons. Well, I think people are also afraid that uh you know if, if there isn't the public school system which ultimately according to uh mr gatto um you know is is con- is negative towards a young person's uh development um if the public school system doesn't exist uh people obviously are concerned that people who can't afford to go to school are, are not going to get an education so that's obviously something that but that's fear is what i'm saying exactly. it's all based out of fear right? right what that's also getting into and what i find a lot of the fear comes from is a removal of critical thinking of understanding cause and effect. And one of the biggest things, the initial hours, because this is a five-hour interview, is it starts with first going into the actual history of the Prussian education model, of the actual people, Horace Mann, bringing this schooling system from Prussia that was designed for military people to not think for themselves because they had lost a war against Napoleon. So it starts with the really deep ideas of this coming, this behemoth, coming over on purpose from maybe you'd call the ruling class so forth and there's mm-hmm. there's over let me see there's over 200 footnotes and 30 classic text references in here well and, the ruling class is not going to send their kids to the government schools exactly he also does bring that up and they talk about there's a few about 13 elite boarding schools up and down uh, new england coast uh, and, and it doesn't harp on this, but it goes into that to show, like, look, yes, there's this whole conspiracy stuff, but there's a lot of legitimacy to these facts if you source it and reference it and use mm-hmm. critical thinking instead of going down these rabbit holes online I, where you end up with aliens and so forth. Right. So, Democrats, uh, in my in my view, Democrats are, are um, you know, staunch, staunch supporters of the public school system. And uh, when President Obama was inaugurated, I, I remember uh, hearing him speak about uh, the education system and how the public school system is, uh, you know, needs to needs to be the flagship. You know, the United States needs to be the flagship of the world. I, that's not his exact word that he used, but and then you know he moves to D.C. and he sends his daughters to a private school. Now I understand the president has security concerns for his daughters and everything, but on one hand, you know, how can you how can you uh, you know say that? private schools uh, are a problem and then you know only send your kids there it doesn't make sense for the same reason that most doctors won't if they get cancer won't take chemotherapy but that's a whole nother <laughs> situation but um so after going through many of these this background it then brings it out to giving examples like i gave you of the girl the seventh grader or another thing i don't know if you know much about Beatles history 
like Yoko Ono and so forth, Strawberry Fields. She had pushed for this Strawberry Fields memorial up in New York, and the state said no, no, no. His students actually got together. Again, middle school students got together, this whole activist thing to push to get it through. Hmm. And again, empowering them, showing they can do something with their lives. And he, he brings it back together with a great overview. But the first few hours I'm really interested in because it gets into the nitty-gritty of all these points and verifiable points. So you can actually see the whole, a coherent whole. I know that uh, John Taylor Gatto uh, spoke at the Liberty Forum one year here in New Hampshire, and I, I was working at the time doing the show, so I wasn't able to see the, the presentation. But from what I understand, he was pretty much up there in, uh, in his years, and you told me before the show here tonight, Cody, that I guess he had a stroke a month after shooting uh, this, uh, you know, for, how, how long is this, four hours, five hours? Five hours. Five-hour-long uh, DVD series that's available completely free online Correct. on YouTube. So, I mean, uh, thank goodness that this was uh, something that was able to be produced. And in, memorialized, In yes. time, yeah, I mean, because this is, this is, this is an opus. I mean, this is, this is epic. This is... This is what people need to see. I mean, you have young people watch this five-hour uh, documentary, and they're going to get a whole lot of information uh, that they've never come across and never will come across in the government schools. Well, th- this DVD and also the uh, School Sucks podcast, which I think is Good an ex- combo. Ex- extremely uh, effective uh, a program at conveying the message about how the public school system you know, basically steals the minds of young yeah. people. Well, here at Porkfest, it's normally $55. We're selling it for $25. Again, it's free online, but if you want to Where support... Do people our, go? Where do people go? Online? Tragedy or TheUltimateHistoryLesson.com. TheUltimateHistoryLesson.com. Or School Sucks Podcast also has a link to it. Perfect. Cody, thanks for being on Free Talk Live. Enjoy the rest of the uh, Porcupine Freedom Festivals. We continue broadcasting live here in moments. Hour number two is next, 855-453. We'll take your calls about what you want. There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're here live from the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground, beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire, right across from the White Mountains. The range is just absolutely incredible. The view that you can see from your campsite in many uh, many cases or RV site. Uh, it's not too late for you to get out here. The site is uh, the, the the whole campground is not yet sold out. Uh, so there's there's room for you. You can get an RV site. Just set up a tent. You don't have to have an RV to be there. You want to be here if you love the ideas of freedom. If you don't, you know. If you love the, to be told what to do, this isn't the festival for you. But if you like freedom, then you should be here, and uh, other people are here that agree with you, and it makes for some, some great conversation where you don't have to cover the same ground over and over again about freedom because everybody's already on board. And uh, there's just so much going on. By the way, Brad, uh, joining me tonight. Good evening, sir. Good evening to you. Uh, so you've been here all week, right? You showed up Monday. Uh, well, I mean, I, I live 20 minutes away, That's so right. we started coming here uh, just to check to see if anyone was here. So just to say hi to uh, last week. Uh, oh, wow. But, yeah, we've been staying every night uh, at home in Gorham, New Hampshire, and it's a 20-minute ride, and the beautiful mountains you see here are our backyard. It's, a, it's an amazingly beautiful place, no doubt about it. And uh, so 
there's a, there's a lot to do here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, just as an example of some of the things going on today, th- there's different themes on uh, the different days. There's uh, This is Music Day, so there are actually bands playing as we speak down in the pavilion, which uh, there's some really talented musicians on uh, the scene here. You had a musician play at your wedding yesterday, Brad, uh, Jordan Page. Yeah, Jordan Page. Uh, he is amazing. Um, he uh, is you know, I'm very honored that he played at our wedding. He's been uh, opening for uh, Congressman Paul uh, in his uh, presidential campaign. And um, I would suggest uh, anyone check out his website. Just Google him. It's jordanpage.com. So uh, also going on uh, today, uh, the, some of the things are, uh, that are happening are not happening here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival official campground area. Uh, they're happening elsewhere. So there was uh, what they called the Liberating Hike with the Porcupine Real Estate and Porcupine Outdoor Recreation Club that uh, went out today uh, and hiked around for about an hour to an hour and a half. There was uh, the Appleseed Clinic, the Project Appleseed Firearms and Shooting Clinic. So you could go out uh, to a shooting range and learn a thing or two or practice at uh, firearms. There's certainly no shortage of firearms here. So those are some of the off-campus events sort of happening. Also, in addition to that, there was uh, some information about firearms etiquette uh, earlier today. Free State uh, Project Recruiting Panel, which I uh, unfortunately was not able to make it to, but that sounds like uh, it was useful. Uh, Keith Carlson, one of the uh, more active members of the uh, the Free State Project, has a lot of experience in going around to different locations and uh, essentially reaching out to people uh, about the Free State Project. He's been to concerts like, uh, gosh, I forget the name of the, there's uh, one particular concert that's very popular that tours around. Uh, I know it's useful for me to, or useless uh, for me to not know the name of it, but it's one of those punk punk music shows. And uh, they go around and uh, they do Free State Project outreach there. Uh, of course, there's plenty of other liberty events that happen around the country, and you'll frequently see uh, Keith there. And he, he's even kind of uh, gone into libraries where he's taken bookmarks, Free State Project book, bookmarks, and placed them inside books that are of a liberty mindset. So the people that are looking for liberty-oriented books are coming across an advertisement essentially for the Free State Project. Wasn't there a newspaper article about that particular uh, activism? There was, actually. Uh, I think because he did it here in uh, New Hampshire, or yeah. somebody did it here in New Hampshire, where they went and they put uh, "school sucks" project bookmarks in in uh, books at libraries, and there's something like a thousand of them that were in. Uh, I think the the li- one of the libraries out on the seacoast. Yeah, well, I mean, I can understand why the library. I mean, I remember the librarians weren't happy about it, but I mean, th- just saying the term "school sucks," uh, I don't think conveys enough because edu- I agree. education is vital. Well, right, and I, I like uh, Brett Vinod, and he's the host of the School Sucks pro- uh, podcast, and I think he does a great job uh, given the experience he has in the education realm. But I agree with you that School Sucks on its own is not an attractive title, especially for parents. They'll jump to conclusions about it, yeah. and, uh, and I learned this by doing outreach at the local high school and uh, middle school in Keene, and that was certainly one of the responses uh, that it garnered was that you know school sucks sounds really negative. So I like what Meg McLean came up with uh, where she made a sign that said... Uh, Educa- education rocks, public school sucks. I, I think, think it was the other way around. School sucks, education rules, or something like that. Right. But, and, but still saying school sucks, I mean, not all schools suck. I mean, unfortunately, the government system, uh, the government school system does have its share of problems, but, um, you know, not all schools suck. I went to a private school. That didn't suck. You know, well, I, I think that's good. I think that that uh, you're right. The critique is accurate, but for a lot of young people, school does suck, and they oh, know yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, so, I think overall, for the young uh, people out there, that is a, an effective phrase. It's just not so much on the parents, right? Yeah. So your thoughts are certainly welcome here at 855-450-FREE. We're live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Just so much uh, going on, and the good news is, if you haven't been able to make it out. 
Uh, JJ, who's normally here on Friday nights and will not be joining us tomorrow, he's, he's busy. He can't possibly make it here. He's hustling down uh, by the stage area where there's all manner of different panel discussions and musical performances going on. He is also recording all of those. Yeah, he's I hope, recording. Them. I hope he's getting paid because he. Uh, I really noticed yesterday when he helped with the wedding that he really was working really hard. So I hope, I hope so, too. I don't know what his arrangement is with the, uh, the project here, but he's doing a great job. So there are three cameras that are set up down there. So if you couldn't make it out, or maybe you can only make it up for the last couple of days of Portfest, you will be able to, presuming all goes smoothly with the you know, post-production, uh, you'll be able to see a lot of the panel discussions, and I think they're going to even record some of the musicians uh, out cool. there. So I think that's pretty exciting. It'll be a good way for you to get a window into a video window, if you will, into the world of uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is a very uh, fun and uh, exciting place to be, whether you're a family or whether you're just a single person or a couple. There's so many interesting folks here, lots of people to meet, to converse with, and to uh, to learn from. So would recommend folks go to porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Now, Brad, you seem to be uh, fiddling around with a news article there. Uh, is it something <laughs> you want to talk about? Yeah, uh, with, you know, with certainly the strong statement of firearm rights uh, here at Porkfest, um, there was a news article I wanted to cover, and it involves the United States Attorney General. Uh, the title of the article is House Panel Holds Holder in Contempt, and mm. this is from uh, the Associated Press. Setting up a potential constitutional confrontation, a Republican-controlled House panel voted yesterday to cite Attorney General Eric Holder for contempt of Congress just hours after President Obama invoked executive privilege for the first time to withhold documents demanded by the committee. The party-line vote was 23-17 to 17 following hours of caustic debate. The controversy goes next to the full House where Republican Speaker John Boehner said there would be a vote next week unless there was some resolution in the meantime. Now, what this article is about is about the uh, the Operation Gunrunner, where the uh, the ATF was running drugs into Mexico, which is running guns or drugs. Uh, guns. They were okay. running guns into Mexico, and these guns have turned up, uh, you in know, the drug dealers in, hands. in drug dealers' hands. They were used to kill one federal officer, mm-hmm. and um, oops, whoops. And um, so the Attorney General uh, of the United States has basically, uh, you know, been putting his nose up at the United States Congress, and um, the Congress has the ability to hold people in contempt and have the... What does that mean, though? I mean, is that just like a verbal spanking? Uh, I mean, well, what happens when they get held in contempt? Well, think of it uh, like like the court system would find somebody in contempt. Like, if you don't stand fast Well, then enough. you go to jail in the court system. Right. You go to jail if Congress finds you in contempt, too. The, the, the New Really? Ha- well, it doesn't... I don't recall the last time it happened, but... Um, effectively, because the attorney general. Uh, so hold on. So he has been found in contempt. Well, or the, there needs to be a larger panel that's going to find him in the contempt. Com- the committee has voted to find him in contempt, and then mm-hmm. the uh, they'll go to the full house, which is obviously controlled by Republicans. The attorney general's a Democrat. Do you know if they need a full, uh, like a majority vote or a two thirds? Uh, I honestly don't know the answer to that. Uh, I believe uh, I'm pretty sure here in New Hampshire. Well, the, fe- the the New Hampshire Constitution says the House of Representatives can find someone in contempt, but they can only put them in. Jail for 10 days so basically they're saying that he's in contempt because he's not turning over information right right he's he's not being forthright with the congress uh you know who has oversight of it i like it when they fight with one another i mean i think that's entertaining um and i think it's you know it, it never hurts to have the government guys fighting with one another but ultimately it doesn't really help anything does it i mean it doesn't make government smaller it's just more of like a sideshow it's more of just something that oh look they're fighting again right oh so uh, okay the attorney general uh, general has been uh, taken out of office he's been put in 
in jail cell for 10 days. They're going to let him out. He's going to be replaced by some other scumbag. I mean, what's going to really change? Well, I mean, the the issue here is uh, the glaring hypocrisy that there's an administration that is anti-firearm freedom, yet they're violating federal law by running drugs and giving, uh, excuse me, running guns and giving them to gangs. So, oh, sure. I mean, I think the story is uh, is useful for folks to see yeah, the corruption. Absolutely. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. But you know, who's to say it's this guy's fault? This program could have been going on for a long time. It was. Uh, more on the way. You take control. Free Talk Live. Are you excited about Flaming Freedom's bigger gayer dance party at this year's Pork Fest? Oh, yeah. Well, you should be. There's going to be hopping dance music and a giant tent full of Liberty lovers getting their gay on. By gay? Do you mean happy? Oh, uh, d- sure, Claire. Super Gay Dre is bringing his elite team of drag queens led by Violencia. There's going to be raffles for all kinds of prizes, as well as prizes for gayest costume, best drag queen, and best drag king. So get your ticket now for the insanely cheap price of just $5 at flamingfreedom.com slash dance party. This is Free Talk Live. We're live from the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Here, as always, we'll take your calls about anything you want, 855-450-FREE. Or maybe you're actually physically here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2012 edition. You can also come on in uh, to the studio, uh, meet some other Free Talk Live listeners, and uh, sit in on the third mic if you would like to share your thoughts with us. Uh, Once again, toll-free number 855-450-FREE. I want to invite you, if you are a webmaster or perhaps a blogger, and you'd like to add a forum feature to your website, perhaps you want to respect your users' privacy and uh, have an anonymous message board for them to use. You can do that, and you can do it literally in seconds by visiting plainboards.com. You don't have to install anything. There's no identification required or logging in or anything like that. You just go to plainboards.com. You type in the name of the board that you want, click Go, and it's there for you. It's created within their database on their server. You can link to it from your site. You can embed it in your uh, website's page. So go to plainboards.com. Once again, plainboards at P-L-A-I-N, plainboards.com to get your free, anonymous, uh, free-to-use message board. All right, so 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free phone number here tonight. It's Ian with you, by the way. And Bradley. Brad, who is running for sheriff in this very same county in which we find ourselves, this political jurisdiction known as Coas uh, County in the very northern portion of New Hampshire. It's a pretty big county, but there's not a whole lot of people uh, that live here. What is it, like 30,000 folks? Yeah, it's under 35,000. So you've got a lot uh, on your plate as far as activism is concerned. Uh, and it's the first time that you've met our special guest here uh, in the studio, the LRN.FM studios here. It's uh, Jay Noon is with us on the third mic. And uh, Jay, lean right on in close to that microphone when you talk into it. Good evening, sir. Hey, how you doing? Hey, it's always nice to uh, to have you on the show because you are somebody who I consider to be uh, a hero. Uh, there are very few people who are actually willing to stand up to the fear and the intimidation of the people calling themselves the state and actually refuse to pay their property tax demands. You did that. And how many years did you how many for how many years did you not pay property tax before the town of Palmer, Massachusetts criminal gang came after you? Well, uh, I don't owe any property tax, but anyways, I never consented to pay property tax and I bought the land in 2004. So well, since 2004. Hold on one second before you before you go on with the story. You said I don't owe property tax, and according to the government guys, they'll say that's true. They'll say the property owes the tax. 
Well, they'll, they'll say this particular parcel, this you know plot of land owes the tax. You're the guy with your name on the uh, the paperwork, so therefore they come after you. Well, they're real tricky with it. They call it real estate tax. And if you look at almost any deed, and I've researched hundreds and hundreds of deeds in the past several months, the word real estate doesn't even show up on a property deed anywhere in Massachusetts. And so anyways, what they do is they just, uh, they, they say there's real estate tax. I didn't buy real estate, I bought land. And I never, and, but the contract that they have to pay to real estate tax is in the mortgage agreements that the banks have, you know, hidden in there. And nobody ever reads that. Yeah. So did you have a mortgage for your home? No, I didn't have a commercial mortgage. I basically, uh, I bought it off a friend of mine, and uh, I have a handshake uh, type uh, mortgage or, so it's or a loan. Private, it's a private loan, basically. Private right? loan, yes. So what happens if somebody has a mortgage, uh, and I'm asking you because, I mean, I don't know who else to ask these questions. You have done so much research on this subject, it's it's mind-boggling. How, if you have a traditional mortgage from a government-approved corporate bank, and you pay that mortgage off down the line. Are you you're not subject to the terms of the mortgage anymore? Are you? Well, technically, uh, I, I you know I'm not 100 percent sure, but everybody feels they are, and they just keep on going along with it. I mean, but your dad has not paid property taxes for what 13 years, maybe longer uh, than that. 1984, he bought that farm. And wow, okay. never paid it, paid any tax. So on. coming up on 20 years then. Yes. Well, well, Jay, you just or said 30 you, years. You just said people uh, feel like they are like required to pay the tax. Uh, isn't it true that the uh, your house was actually taken from you though? Well, yeah, it was actually. I, I explained that the town of Palmer did what's called a complaint, and um, they brought it to this to this uh, venue called Land Court, which is just a um, go on dunandbradstreet dot com, and you can find out that all courts are traded corporations. They have an abbreviation; they're traded on a stock exchange. Type in your favorite court to Dun and Bradstreet, and it's a listed corporation. The the courts aren't Land Court, for example, is not even part of the judiciary. These local district courts on county levels are not judicial courts. So what what they did is the town of Palmer, which is a municipal corporation, no different than Walmart bringing a charge against somebody. Um, their town of Palmer is not even a government. But uh, so they brought a charge against against me in, in one of their sister corporations called Landcourt, <clears throat> and I did a whole bunch of paperwork. Um, and uh, I mean, I would have went about it a lot differently now because I've really, you know, after they kicked me out of my house. You know, I really put my foot, uh, feet to the ground, and I did a lot of research. And I just got done land, putting a land patent on it the other day. Now, but, now, this is one of the most difficult parts about this for me as somebody who, to some extent, uh, you know, I, I, wanna, I would love to stop paying uh, property tax. I just you know, don't want to be the lone dude uh, to do it. I wish more people would gather together because I believe there's strength in numbers uh, and that overall, you know, if enough people do this, they can't stop us, whatever their laws say, whatever their regulations say. But my concern, Jay, is that, uh, that I hear this a lot. Like people will say, well, I thought I knew what I was doing and then I tried it and it didn't work, but it's just because I didn't do this one thing right. And then they'll go back and they'll, uh, they'll try it again or maybe they won't try it again. They'll just kind of stay underground and never be heard from again. But you're going at it again and you're actually trying to get your, your house back. You believe it's going to happen. I would love to see it happen because I think it would be a huge win and you would absolutely be vindicated in the theory that you're currently promoting. But my concern is 
most people don't have the time to do the research. I mean, you talked, you told me the other night that uh, you're doing 20, 30 hours of, uh, of research per week on this whole situation. You said that even your work is suffering as a result of, uh, of doing all this. So the average person, what can they really do? I mean, even if you're really onto something and you do end up getting this house back, how will this end up being able to be parlayed into something that can be duplicated? Because ultimately, we want people to be able to be inspired by our activism and do the same thing, because don't we want other folks to be able to get away with not paying property tax and still hold on to what they believe to be their property. So, I mean, how hard is it for somebody else to step in and do what it is that, uh, that you've done thus far or what you're planning on doing? Well, in, in Hamden County, Massachusetts, it'll be a lot easier now that I've done it. I've, I've essentially cleared the trail uh, to uh, get this done. Uh, the land pat- There's these guys who are land patent processors uh, that work out of this uh, operation called Dominion Services. They help me out uh, a lot. Uh, putting this whole land patent together. They do now, charge what a, a fee. What is a land patent? Because I've heard of these things before, and as far as I can tell, they're they're mythological. I mean, there's there's no such thing. What is it? Well, uh, they, uh, in the 13 colonies, you know, eastern of Mississippi, land patents weren't really issued. Land patents were issued by the Bureau of Land Management is how they, basically, the government sold or granted land to individuals or people or groups um, and in the uh, territories west of the Mississippi, and it was do, uh, by a land patent. Anybody can Google land patent and find out about it. Uh, land patent since then has been known as the highest form of ownership of property. And where the word land patent comes from is when, uh, previous to the Revolutionary War in the 1600s and the 1700s, uh, the, the King of England or the King of Great Britain would uh, do what was called the letters patent, in granting land to people that were his friends or people that helped him out or served in his military uh, here in the 13 colonies is where the the, the word land patent actually derived from. So how do you get a land patent today? Like you said, they weren't given out for anything east of the Mississippi. How do you get one of these things, and what good does it do? Hold that thought. We'll come back to you here in a moment. More with Jay Noon, uh, 855-450-FREE. Is the SACL CAI toll-free line? You can take control. We're here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Lots happening here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. In fact, uh, coming up uh, tonight and every night, actually, there's been a film festival uh, going on here alongside the Pork Fest. And 
uh, Think Twice News, Think Twice Productions has been showing a variety of different films. In fact, uh, our very own uh, Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree is going to be shown tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, which is going to be in competition with a very popular event called The Roast. Uh, they will be roasting uh, one of the uh, the activists here, Chris Lawless, who has been uh, just a super activist, put together all of the Liberty Forum events that we've attended over the years uh, that have happened. It's kind of the it's a it's it's a complimentary event to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Of course, the Free State Project exists to bring liberty-minded people all to the same place and to get active. Uh, that's the point of all this. And the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, where we are right now, is uh, kind of a showcase of the community that is present within the the Liberty uh, movement here in New Hampshire and what is possible if we get more people together. And the Liberty Forum is similar, although uh, it happens at a different time of year. It happens in the middle of winter. It happens at a hotel, so it's more of a convention-style atmosphere. And the two events are a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, Chris Lawless is going to be—he's uh, going to be roasted tomorrow night. So that'll be right across from the Derek J. Victimless Crime Spree uh, preview, which that's uh, going to give folks a choice. Uh, there's uh, certainly a lot to do here at the the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and maybe you don't want to do any of that stuff. Just walk around, talk to people, hang out at campfires, uh, meet new uh, new folks. That's what this is all about. Porkfest.com. P-O-R-C. FEST.com. We're talking with Jay Noon, who has uh, more than a little bit of experience in the realm of uh, not paying property tax that uh, a criminal gang known as the Town of Palmer was attempting to uh, extract from you. You had a, a private loan for the home, so you never actually had a corporate mortgage on the place. And uh, how many years was it before they finally filed papers against you? Oh, sorry, I've got to turn your mic on. Go ahead. Like six or seven years, I six guess. Six or seven years. They finally came down on you. And uh, Pete Ayer from CopBlock.org, myself, uh, and a number of other folks came down from Keene on the day in which you were expecting to have your home raided by the sheriffs, effectively, uh, to kick you out after they went through whatever paperwork nonsense that they uh, they went through. And they never showed up uh, because you had folks basically hanging out in front of your house all day. It, it basically put off the raid for another several months. It seemed like it was five or six months before they actually came back. How long did that, that buy you? Uh, well, it was actually the, the real reason they didn't come after me that day is because I was at the eviction hearing. And I, I screamed and yelled up and down about how their judgment had no seals on it. How to it wasn't even signed, was no, it? No seals, no signatures, no court seal. And every judgment had, that I looked at in Hamden County uh, Registry of Deeds under the land court section, uh, none of them have a signature. These guys are just committing straight-up fraud and piracy using color of law. Right. As we've seen, they'll do whatever it is they want to do, which is why I'm so interested to see what happens with your situation. As you are hoping to be able to take back your home, they took it from you. It's been about a year now, uh, more not quite a year since you've been out, right? It's been well, what, October or something like that? Uh, it was uh, November, two days before Thanksgiving. And what they actually did is they had a second hearing on September 9th. That eviction expired September 7th, mm-hmm. uh, the first one, and, and and they had an ex parte hearing. They had a secret hearing, essentially, where I wasn't invited to. Yeah, it was the state and the judge. And and the judge wrote on there that um, be, uh, basically that I defaulted because I didn't show up. <laughs> and, and, and this is actually something that I missed in the paperwork because I was just frustrated about it. I just found this like a week ago going through my paperwork again, mm-hmm. and... Um, and one thing I do really want to mention before I'm off the air is the few things I would have done differently uh, doing this all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have challenged uh, their operation under color of law. Uh, color of law, you look at, look it up in a Black's Dictionary or, or Law Dictionary, color of title, uh, color of anything. It basically means uh, similar to or like, but it isn't law. For example, 
color of title is looks like a title, but it's not a title. Just and this color of law is what they use, and you can use so like an unsigned uh, warrant or whatever. It looks like a warrant, but hey, it's not signed, so it, it's not technically exactly. legal. Basically, any victimless crime is color of law. They're using color of law because the only way they can that they can bring out true law and true due process is to have a man or a woman sign an affidavit under the pains and penalties of perjury. But what good does it do? I mean, you know this, even if you know this is the case, it's not like it's going to stop these guys from doing it, right? I mean, these guys will do whatever they want to do. Pretty much, but I didn't know this back then. There's some guys in Michigan who have been very successful with this stuff, and I'm trying it with some traffic court stuff pretty much right now. I got Hmm. court July 11th in Holyoke, Mass. I got court July 23rd in East Brookfield, Mass., and I'm trying this color of law and plea of the crown um, documents, which would take a while to really explain. But it, people can sure. uh, you, um, Google them things and uh, check them out. Uh, but and what was it that people should look for, you think? Um, they can Google the term plea of the crown, for example. And that is how a king in old English law brings a um, criminal charge against one of his subjects or servants. Well, here in America... We, the people, are the kings and queens in the land. That was the idea, at least. It was supposed to be a country full of kings in that whatever property you own, you're the king of. That was the, the concept, but it hasn't really turned out uh, to be that way. So you're going to somehow exercise that concept in a courtroom. I'm wondering, uh, we know that our friends Pete and Adamo from CopLock.org were able to get cameras into their court hearings. Do you feel like this is something that you'd be able to uh, have recorded? Because I think that what you're doing here is absolutely fascinating. And the more attention that can be paid to it, uh, the better, the more people can learn from it. Because if, I know that I've tried some of this stuff in the past and I've been shot down. But then again, I haven't put in all the, you know, the time and effort that you have. And so I think it would be incredibly, uh, it would be a very useful resource, whether it's successful or not, uh, for somebody to look at and say, okay, well, that's how you don't, don't do it. Or, hey, that worked for him. Let me try duplicating that. I hate, I hate to be a critic, Jay, but I mean, for the, uh, for the courts to rule that, anyone is um, beyond the uh, taxing, quote-unquote, taxing authority of uh, local jurisdiction, I mean, would essentially open the doors for everybody to not pay property taxes. And, I mean, I, I, would, imagine that, I would imagine that the courts, whether or not, uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, judges are lawyers uh, in large part, and lawyers are able to mince words and, and twist things around. And I, I just, you know, as someone who has a restraining order against him from carrying a firearm on state property, which is illegal. Uh, illegal. I have an illegal order against me that I can't go on a court pro- uh, court property. I mean, it's all illegal. I mean, this, what can you do? This is why people lose lose faith in the government because when the government doesn't follow the rules that the people make, um, you know, people lose faith. So I, I, I just forgive me for being a, a critic. I just can't see how uh, how you could be successful. And if you are, you know, I certainly will uh, eat my words. Well, uh, I've been successful with many other things, traffic-related and criminal stuff like that right, but that's, uh, in the past. But we're talking about something very different. Real- uh, well, well, with the property tax, yeah. I mean, Raymond Silva, uh, which uh, Ian just well, looked right, up we on the t- computer. We were talking about pl- uh, land patents, and land I had patent. asked you, uh, like, what, briefly, what is a land patent? And uh, or rather, how do you get one, and what good is it if you can get well, one? Well, all you do is update your land patent. It's not that simple. Uh, anybody, I don't even know if I have one of these things. Well, I mean, there, there was on your property. What there was was an actual a patent grant that was issued by the crown previous to the um, Revolutionary War. So what you do is you trace your deed all the way back to that English crown grant, and uh, that crown grant you'll it'll say right in it. This is the king's letters patent, and that's where the uh, that's what my my uh, one of my um, grants from 1691 say. 
There's actually a couple grants to my to my land. Um, anyways, but if people want to go actually read a real life uh, land patent that worked in Irving, Massachusetts, they can go to. Um, what did it work for? It worked to remove the man's property from the ta- uh, tax rolls. So he no, no longer received property tax bills? He no longer received property tax bills. And if you look through all his paperwork on, on Mass Land Records, I don't know if it's dot .com. So it's MassLandRecords.com and then Franklin County, and you look for Irving, uh, what was it, uh, uh, Silva? The, no, Raymond Silva is the guy's Silva. name. I've yet to see actually how to download the patent from this site, but the, you say there's a way to Well, there's to a way it. to view it. And there's a way Wait, to print it. Do you know this guy? I mean, Actually, have you met him? No, I don't know this guy. This guy won't talk to you about this unless you read two very important books. He doesn't want people just showing up there Asking to talk to him. Asking a bunch of questions. Him. Right. Yeah. Well, that's one of the problems. I hope that, you know, Jay, keep us in the loop. Let us know what happens because, you know, I've been fascinated by this, and I went down to support you on the day that uh, they tra- tried to raid you uh, because I think that if you can make this happen, it'll be an amazing news story, and I hope that you can document as much of your court experiences as possible and share them with, uh, with us. Thank you for coming on Free Talk Live. Good luck, Jay. coming up. Thank you for having me. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that are waiting for you there. You can support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and it allows us to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations around the country and bring more Internet listeners on board so people can be exposed to new ideas. Uh, Whether or not they will be successful, I don't know. I want uh, to see Jay Noon be successful. I want uh, somebody like Jay to have success and then be able to consult with other people and show them a, a system that people can plug into to escape from this insanity. I just... You know, like you, Brad, I, I am a skeptic, and that's because I've tried some of these theories out in court, and I've been shot down. Call me a critic, uh, but, I mean, even if you're right, which I don't doubt that uh, he's done m- lots of research into this and, you know, the common law, how the, how things came about after the Revolutionary War, even if, even if he's right. I mean, I've just seen so many examples of people being right, um, you know. Just to still be run over doesn't matter. By, by the freight train of these people calling themselves the state. Being right isn't always enough. Well, I think that if you have enough people together who are right, then, uh, I mean, can you imagine having... One Jay Noon is uh, a heck of a challenge for a government to deal with because totally. he's constantly, you know, up their butt, dealing, you know, wheeling and dealing with their paperwork and going through their processes, and they don't want any of that to happen. They just want you to shut up and cut a check. Right. Uh, so if more people... I, you know, I tend to look at things from a more practical aspect of what can, what can be duplicated because I know I can't be Jay. I can't. I just don't have the time to do the, the research. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I wish I knew as much about... Real- the state law as he does i mean it's a very interesting concept that if it were a matter of hiring jay you know for 500 bucks to have him come in and do this it'd be well worth it you know so in theory maybe if this does work he could somehow profit from it 
But, uh, you know, in the meantime, I think that what's the most practical way to deal with these situations is to just bring people that love freedom all together. I mean, I'd love to have Jay doing what he's doing in the city, you know, the city of Keene. Uh, you know, similarly, you know, I'm, have, sure the, I'm sure the city of Keene would not like Jay doing what he's that's doing. That's why I would love to have Jay doing uh, what he's doing in the city of Keene. So the more trouble that we can give these guys, the better. Whether it's successful or not, I don't think matters. Ultimately, if there are enough people who are clogging the system, if there are enough people who are refusing to pay, if there are enough people who aren't taking the plea deal, they're going to trial, they're taking a, a parking ticket to trial, or they're taking a speeding ticket, or whatever it is, you know, this traffic stuff where nobody's actually a victim, you take this stuff to trial, load up the court system. They can only handle so much of this. Well, and speaking to him, him off the air, it certainly sounds like Jay's trying to educate people uh, in, like, the Register of Deeds office or whatever it's called in Mass, but just trying to uh, educate them on things they probably don't know, because your, your average government employee processing this paperwork probably just used to sticking into a folder and you know you know put some staples here and there right yeah, well, some, you mentioned- some tape down there and then you're done you know and you know now there's all this new stuff that they're like what you mentioned the Registry of Deeds. Uh, our, f- our friend of the show, Daryl, who's appeared on the show a couple mm-hmm. times, Daryl Perry from the Fr- Free Patriot Press, he's running for registry uh, registrar of deeds in Cheshire County, which is where I live. That's a constitutional and office under he, the New Hampshire Constitution. Yeah. Right, and and he's running up against a you know twenty plus year long incumbent, so he's probably not going to win. But if he does win. Uh, he told me that one of the things he can do is if the city comes after or anywhere in the county comes after somebody for property tax and they say, hey, we, you know, we're going to file this tax lien or whatever on some this person's property, he just say, oh, and then throw it in the garbage. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's something that would be interesting to see uh, to see whether whether or not he can have a well, real effect. I predict I, I have a prediction on what's going to happen if he does that. Criminal charges. A, ju- a judge is going to send him a court order to ordering him to do his job, and uh, or or the um, an attorney will file a writ of mandamus to force him to do his job. Mm. If he refuses to, he'll be in jail for contempt. Yeah, see, they've always got something over your head. It's always contempt. Uh, they've got the men with the guns. They've got the men with the cages, and they're not afraid to uh, to use them to get their way. But ultimately, if there are enough people to refuse to obey, if there are enough people to refuse to uh, to bow down then they can only cage so many. They can only do so much. They can only steal so many homes before people finally get you know, wise to the situation. I, I'm a real fan of the paperwork shuffle. Like, that's, that's cool activism, you know, like filing papers. And, you know, you create a paper trail, you create a record, and then you can use that record to go to the Supreme Court. And, you know, that they cer- it certainly sounds like they're going to end up in the Supreme Judicial Court in Massachusetts with Jay. So, by the way, I want to tell you about the Bitcoin. Uh, it's something that is uh, more available around here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year than last year. Uh, alternative currencies are very important to the liberty movement. People have uh, silver. I've got some uh, silver in my pocket right now. I've got, Bitcoin. I've got a Bitcoin in my pocket because they actually have a physical Bitcoin uh, that people can utilize. But Bitcoins generally are an online uh, form of currency, and it's something that is a brilliant concept. It's completely decentralized meaning that there's no corporation that's in charge of it. There's no uh, government agency that has approved it. There's no government agency that's printing it. There's no centralized anybody that's behind this thing. It's completely open source. And it's something that the government guys just can't do. They can't handle it. They can't crack it. They, they can't break the system down. They can't attack the, uh, the leaders. You know, normally the government guys, when they want to go after somebody, they'll go after a CEO or they'll go after a board of directors at some company and they'll, they'll take them out. They'll do, you know, they'll be successful. But Bitcoin doesn't have any of the, that. They don't have any of those things. So they can't be attacked in those ways. It's, it's completely, 
impervious to government attack. I'm just surprised there hasn't been, we haven't seen any federal laws like specifically attacking the uh, converters or, or oh, the or, people that are converting bitcoins to cash, or the launderers that turning uh, bitcoins into cash. Yeah, like, well, maybe they're off uh, offshore. Could be that, that could be a possibility. I mean, certainly that's what I would do if I were running running one of these operations. Now, BitInstant.com can actually help you. These are uh, it's an organization that will allow you to turn cash into bitcoins and the reverse. You can go to BitInstant.com and get your bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank, as well as some other uh, locations. Like I think even Seven Eleven. You can go there, Western Union. Uh, you can deposit cash and end up turning them into bitcoins. Man, when you when when Seven Eleven is now doling out bitcoins, that's like that's the point where you know that you know it's mainstream. Well, I don't know if Seven Eleven uh, knows they're doing they're doing it. I think it's some sort of money transfer system or whatever that you you know like like a Western Union, you can go in, transfer money essentially to this BitInstant organization, and then they will. Uh, take it honestly. I've not been through that process. Uh, I have some bitcoins, so I don't need to get more of them. We actually accept payment in bitcoins from some of our advertisers. Hmm. So, uh, so, but I know that Mark and uh, and his wife have been using I think BitInstant.com to transfer some bitcoins into cash because unfortunately we're not to the point yet where everybody takes bitcoins. Maybe someday that'll be a possibility. But we're seeing it more here now at the Porcupine Freedom Festival where some vendors are taking bitcoins. I, th- I thought that was impossible because there's a finite amount of bitcoins. Like what is impossible? Well, it's to uh, for everybody in the world to accept them because aren't there aren't they so scarce that it would be impossible? Oh, that's an interesting question. So the Bitcoin is divisible down to you know like a bunch of zeros. Oh, basically. so parts of Bitcoins. So yeah, so okay. uh, you know, unlike the the dollar, which you can only have uh, you know a cent as the lowest uh, amount that you can have with Bitcoins. If I want to send you point zero 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 one five Bitcoins. I can totally do that. Right. So as Bitcoins become more valuable, then lesser amounts of Bitcoins will have a greater value. So you won't have to, you know, something might cost half a Bitcoin, but yet it'll still be worth a lot of uh, U.S. dollars. Speaking of pennies, I think I think one can still pay uh, toll booth with pennies in uh, in Illinois because it's the <laughs> it's the land of Lincoln. Really? Are you? <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Someone call in and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think it's still, you can use pennies. So uh, please visit weusecoins.org. Maybe you are completely new to the idea of bitcoins. You owe it to yourself to learn more about them. Uh, weusecoins.org is where you can uh, learn more about it. So once again, our number here is uh, toll free. It's eight five five four fifty free. You know, there's there's something that I can share here uh, on the air about a, a parade, and I haven't had a chance to talk about it yet because we've just been so busy with interviews and interesting folks here at the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Maybe we'll get to that. But I see uh, Brett Vinod is in the room and. So we're definitely going to talk to him at some point in the next hour about School Sucks. And, uh, Brad, maybe you can uh, mention your uh, critique of uh, the, the title of, uh, of School Sucks. We'll get into it with, uh, with Brett here in a moment. Uh, <laughs> so uh, 855-450-FREE. Also, still to come here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, we've got two more days of this remaining, Friday, Saturday. Uh, it's not... You know, we're just past the halfway mark, basically, at this point. Two full nights remaining. It's all wrapping up on Sunday. So there's still a lot to come. There's a lot on the plate as far as what's going on. Uh, the, the preview of Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree tomorrow night. There's also going to be an epic, from what I understand, is going to be an epic roast. The Soapbox Idol, I believe, is that, is that Saturday? I think Soapbox Idol. It's Saturday. Soapbox Idol, one of the most popular events at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. People have been uh, auditioning all week long. Every single day they're having auditions for a soapbox idol, and then Saturday night they will have the event, and people will be allowed to rant or talk about whatever for three minutes on stage in front of what is always a very large crowd. 
And I don't know how they judge. I don't know if it's judges or applause or how they're judging who's the best. But they will be uh, awarding a winner of the Soapbox Idol competition. I tell you, I haven't seen Gardner Goldsmith here, but I... He's coming. Oh, is he? Good. He's coming, I believe, Is he going to be a judge? Because I'm a big fan of his judging abilities. Good question. I can't answer that for you. I hope so. uh, Oh, it's a secret. 855-450-FREE. It's so secret, I don't even know. 855-450-3733. Actually, people don't tell me anything. 850 855-450-FREE. What is the phone number here? It's uh, Free Talk Live, live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Hour 3 is next. Do you ever have connectivity problems due to poor Wi-Fi reception? I have an amazing solution for you. Sea Crane's Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house, and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. This antenna will change your life. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. I highly endorse the C-Crane company. Get your super USB Wi-Fi antenna at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. We're here live to take your calls about anything you want, even though we are way out in the woods and darkness has fallen here at Rogers Campground. The beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire is the location, and what's better than the beauty that's surrounding you is the beauty of being together with other people that understand what freedom means, that understand that in order to be free, you have to allow others to be free as well. That's you know the secret to this whole freedom thing. If you can't get over the idea of somebody doing something with their freedom that you don't like, you're never going to be free for yourself. And maybe that's not what you want. I like how Ernie Hancock says there's two types of people, people who want to be left alone and people who just want to bother other people. Yeah, don't want to leave you alone. But I think that, as we've been pointing out, if we get enough people together who not only want to just be left alone, but want other people who want to be left alone to be left alone and are willing to stand up for those other people because you have to be willing to stand up for your neighbor who may be doing something that is maybe something you wouldn't choose to do with your own free time. Until you're willing to stand up for another human being and their rights, you can't expect anyone else to stand up for you. Right. So uh, so get together with other people that are willing to make that stand, and that's what the Free State Project is all about. Freestateproject.org is where you can learn more about it. That's freestateproject.org. Or if you're in New England, get on up here to the Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground, Porkfest. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. I've uh, got a great studio audience in here. Is everybody having a good time at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival? Yes. I will take that as, uh, as a yes. That so, would be affirmative. And every year, more new people show up, people who've never been uh, before, which is always exciting to see. In fact, usually it's about half. About half of the attendees have never been before. So there's always new folks coming to experience this. And it was talking, uh, Brad, today with, uh, I think it was Michelle Seven, who normally is on other, every other Thursday night. You do every other Thursday. She does the other ones. And, uh, you know, we were talking about, uh, the, you know, the people up here. What is it like for somebody to come into this for the first time? I mean, you've been here three years now. This is my fifth year at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, it's it's different for us because we've seen it evolve this whole time. What I mean, how how is this for somebody who's in here the very first time? What is it? What kind of a shock to the system is that? Well, 
I'll tell you what, uh, my wife, former fiance, we got married yesterday here, uh, what she said, and she came here last year from Delaware, and mm-hmm. when she came to Porkfest, she was like, I got to move to New Hampshire. Really? Because, uh, you know, I, I just want to leave people alone. I met alone. that Brad guy, and he is just... So... <laughs> no, 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 no. That she, wasn't it? No, no. She, she wants, you know, I mean, people come here, people believing in, uh, you know, individual liberty and responsibility and freedom, and uh, I really think the Free State Project is the absolute best solution to... Uh, to the problem of you know the ever growing police state uh, because you know people care and 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 people here are pretty much the coolest people you can meet anywhere in the world people who just respect other people and it's amazing that there has to be a free state project to begin with in this country in order to uh, in order to respect individual liberty it's something this country was supposed to be founded on in the first place for sure. So just as an example for those listening who are not able to make it out to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, I want to give you a little bit of a taste of what the uh, the itinerary was like uh, for today. We gave you some of the examples earlier in the last hour, but for those of you just tuning in, uh, so, some of the things that you missed this afternoon, we talked about the morning activities earlier, but uh, this afternoon it was the Regional Jobs and Real Estate Panel, which is hosted by Mark Warden, one of the sponsors of this program, the Porcupine Realtor. Uh, so folks that are looking for housing in New Hampshire, Mark can, uh, can help you out with that. And uh, so he was hosting a panel of uh, representatives from Keene, Manchester, and the Seacoast uh, talking about the real estate markets and uh, what jobs are available. Fact is, New Hampshire has the best economy in New England. It's the, you know, it's the place with the least regulation. It's the place with the lowest number of bureaucrats to population. The ratio of uh, bureaucrats to actual productive members of society is the lowest here in New Hampshire. I think it's the lowest across the country, as a matter of fact. But the uh, economy here is very good. The unemployment level is, uh, is also the lowest in New England. England and one of the lowest across the country. So, you know, fact is, if you're looking for work, maybe maybe you aren't the entrepreneurial type like we were talking about before. Maybe you just would rather have a job. Uh, there are jobs here, and anybody that wants to work and is willing to go out and do what it takes and, you know, hit the streets and find that work will find uh, something. This is not a p- good place to come if you just, you know, want to mooch off other people. Right. If you're going to slack, then uh, you're you're in the wrong movement here. Right. Uh, so there was that panel. Plus, uh, we talked about Bitcoins last hour. There was the Bitcoin Alternative Currency Panel. Uh, in fact, I believe uh, one of the panelists on that panel was the guy that's in charge of BitInstant.com, Charlie. I met him today briefly. Uh, so lots of uh, movers and shakers in the Liberty Movement are here and all kinds of uh, wonderful uh, folks that you can talk to. Families who made the move. This has got to be an experience. I mean, I'm grateful. I don't have to deal with the responsibility of having a child. Um, I didn't have to move up with children here to New Hampshire. That's got to add an extra factor or two or five uh, to actually making the move. So that was one of the topics uh, discussed on the panel discussion today. I was involved in the Free Radio Expo, which I was pleased to have a number of people come out to attend. Uh, approximately 20 people came out to uh, this very same room here, the LRN.FM studio, and uh, me and a couple of other radio geek types uh, displayed some equipment. We had some uh, some FM broadcast transmitters, which the use of those is highly illegal, uh, at least according to the FCC regulations. And we also had some two-way uh, radios for two, two-way communications between activists that we were talking about and, you know, what's the best way for activists activists to uh, to communicate directly two-way radios is a great tool to have but you've got to have activists in order to have the you know having a two-way radio make sense otherwise you're just talking to yourself you have to have other activists to talk to and they uh, they have to also have those radios I, i've seen a few people with marine radios and also uh, against fcc regulations yeah but- i asked them i was like well you know i mean you know those are only supposed to be used on the water and the response was that well we're over a water table 
<laughs> so, okay. <laughs> have, have well, as far radio. as I'm concerned, I don't think the FCC regulations uh, apply to me, and I don't see any FCC agents here enforcing uh, this particular part of their radio spectrum. It would be relatively difficult for them to enforce uh, that because we're talking about people, for the most part, with handheld units, and uh, you know, by definition, and somebody with a handheld is always on the go. So it would right. be very difficult for the FCC to uh, ascertain who's using it and where they're uh, from where they're using it. Yeah. Well, the FCC, actually, people don't know, the FCC doesn't have its own armed police force. They typically work hand-in-hand with the FBI and when they investigate things. But for, for them to investigate where an illegal signal is coming from is a big deal. It is. And they're more likely to investigate it when it comes to broadcast radio, which right. is why the broadcast radio portion of the Free Radio Expo was probably the most uh, focused on part of what happened today. And we talked about, you know, the details, some of the technical details of running your own radio station uh, and, you know, what what you need, what kind of equipment you need to get it on the air and some, uh, some tips and suggestions and good websites uh, to visit. And, of course, LRN.FM has its own broadcast section where you can go and get very specific equipment recommendations and suggestions. And there's a forum there where you can link up with other people that are interested interested in, in doing uh, FM broadcasts because I truly believe that, you know, it's great that Free Talk Live's on over 100 licensed AM and FM radio stations as well as XM, uh, which, you know, is useful for us. We can get this I- these ideas of freedom out as, uh, as far and as wide as possible uh, through the legitimate channels. That's one of the things that Free Talk Live does a very good job of. But unfortunately, there aren't a bunch of other shows like Free Talk Live. There aren't other people that are in the radio business that are emulating what we're doing. I get compliments all the time from people in this business saying, you know, I really like what you guys have done. Uh, you know, the, the like program directors that I'll be calling will say to me that, hey, I appreciate that you guys have had this successful radio enterprise without having to rely on some of these big corporate backers. Like, there's no huge corporation that's putting us on the air. Aren't you like the 40th most influential talk 52, radio? 52. Number 52. And that's something you and Mark should be very proud of because yeah. you you guys started from scratch and worked your way up. So, I mean, so there are, right, there are a lot of people that look at that in the, in the business and they appreciate it, but you know, it's hard to it's hard to emulate, you know, it's because it takes a lot of effort to get to this level in the radio world. So I'd love to see other liberty-oriented hosts being able to get, you know, their programs syndicated and get on these other talk radio stations, but it's just not something that is a quick process. It took us years to get on, you know, a dozen stations. Uh, so this is a lengthy process. It costs money. It costs time. And that's why LRN.FM exists for folks that just want to put something on the air without having to worry about all these FCC regulations, but still to be a good neighbor and not step on another transmission, to not interfere with other transmissions. That's that's the quickest way probably to catch to get the, busted, to, for to, sure. to have a friendly visit from the FCC. Yeah. And, oh, I'm sorry. Carla is joining us here. Uh, Carla, welcome. Oh, the Sorry. music just went on. Yeah, I was, so... holding, I was holding you to the next segment. <laughs> uh, the president of the Free State Project is going to join us here in moments. So we'll come back uh, with her. And uh, and by the way, I've heard that LRN.FM is back on in Manchester, New Hampshire on FM. Uh, so that's exciting. So you can tune in there. And, of course, uh, we've got over 100 stations that carry us across the country at uh, freetalklive.com. You get the full affiliate list there. We'll take your calls about what you want. Also talk to the queen of Portfest herself, Carla Garrick, is here with us. Yourself by trading with value. Visit don'ttreadonmeme.com. Browse their unique silver dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. 
You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on M-E-M-E dot com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number for you. Bring us anything you want. 855-450-FREE. We're here live from the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival at 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. You can actually go and uh, you can edit the site itself by creating new content there. You find something online you want to share with our listeners, submit it as show prep. Others can vote it up or down, the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the site. So head over to freetalklive.com. Get interactive. Once again, freetalklive.com. We've been talking a lot, of course, about the Porcupine Freedom Festival because, well, that's where we are. And Free Talk Live has been broadcasting live now uh, since Sunday night. So it's been all week long. There are two nights remaining after this one. Uh, it's yeah, we're, we're past the halfway mark. And uh, Carla Garrick is with us here. She's the president of the Free State Project. Once upon a time, you organized this Pork Fest thing, didn't you? Yes, in a magical time where unicorns and double rainbows existed. Now, how long ago was it that you were doing the organizing? Was Actually, like three, I mean, three not that long. Yeah, 2009, 2010. Okay. Wow, unicorns haven't been gone long, huh? So you took a, you took a break, uh, and now you are uh, the president of the Free State Project. You were not the president previously while organizing the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Are you burdened with uh, more work now that you're the president, or like which one's harder? Which, what's the harder job? Um, definitely what uh, Jason and Sharon Osborne are doing is way harder like my job is just to um have a good time and kind of smoothing (laughs) and 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 let other people have a good time but they're you know they're definitely busting anyone who does this i'm the only idiot who did it two years everyone else does it once yeah everyone else does it for a year and they're just like uh no thank you it's a lot of it's a lot of work it really is but the cool thing is we've been doing it long enough where we're finding the right people for the Mm -hmm. right positions and so it becomes this sort of voluntary interaction where people go you have these strengths you have these strengths and we're putting together a a team of volunteers i think it's been handled very well uh, this time around there seem to be some innovations that uh, are really basic but necessary (laughs) right uh so like you know having a big pump of soap in the bathroom (laughs) i mean there's like and not only that but oh wow that's right (laughs) blew the speakers (laughs) turning you down don't worry Is um, not only this, so they have these giant soap things. Literally a gallon of soap. But then the next day, because this happened to all of us, like you pump it out and it was like half a ton of like soap. Oh, I never came did out. that. I just did a little little touch. And so the next morning, I was like, oh, I should talk to someone about that. Like I hate waste. Yeah, like, sure. Everything's about like making it work. Yeah, really you don't need well. a lot of soap. Just yeah. A bit. So they had signs up the next morning that said, they "Don't did. squeeze too much." Yes, <laughs> and it was that's hello. This is Porkfest. We have notes on soap dispensers. Yeah, <laughs> and people are I think being pretty respectful of these things. Uh, there have been a couple instances where I haven't found paper towels where I should have, but uh, it's hard to keep up on that. I mean, there's a lot of uh, usage of, uh, of bathrooms, but I'm seeing there's more paper towels this year than there were last year and uh, i but think it's working still out. not enough for you 
Well, I mean, if there's nothing there, then there's, there's nothing there. But most of the times that I've gone into the bathrooms, the super majority of the times, there have been more than enough. We have uh, a super majority of paper towels at Pork Fest. Well, and then you know, like the one time or like the two times when I, there haven't been paper towels in the bathroom, I just walked out and gone to one of the vendors, which are prolific. Uh, there's uh, there's the like the official vendors at the the the, the pavilion, the Shire Society Pavilion, where uh, Mandrick, who we've had on this program before, is uh, he's got his crew and they're serving up food all day long. I said the other night, I don't even know if they actually sleep. Because I don't think they have. They're there constantly. Yeah, they've been they've just been working really hard. Are they going to have any fun? They are having, having fun. fun. I mean, I think that's part of what Pork Fest in some ways is. I don't know. This is I'm going to go on one of my philosophical rants, but. Um, it's about people who like being productive. So really what we do yeah. here is we create a true free market. And so everyone likes to hustle a little bit. And so people decide between, oh, I'm just going to make coffee or I'm going to like go all out. I don't know if everyone likes to hustle. Some people are probably just here partying. But uh, I think that there's a lot of that and that people do enjoy it. Like, I mean, I'm here on what I can I consider it a working vacation. So I'm I'm always on call. You know, if something goes wrong, but, I mean, you call me. You work hard here. I mean, you do your show live every day. Sometimes, like when the cool stuff's going on, and you're like, but yeah, I'm I don't. Sacrifice. I don't ever get to see anything that happens uh, at yeah. night, except for last night when I took off my show a uh, half an hour. Or excuse me, an hour and a half early to go and run the uh, the karaoke gig, oh. uh, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> it sure and, was. <laughs> uh, and then you showed up at the very end, and we roped you into doing some Sinead O'Connor. I hate you for that. You were so. It was so awesome. Awesome. You did a great job. Uh, Her Majesty does do a phenomenal Sinead O'Connor. It's were you there for that? Did super, you see that? I've seen super it, bad. I've seen it before, but I, I didn't see it last night. Hopefully she'll do it again. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, uh, so Carla, I mean, do you know what any of the numbers are? Have you been in touch with the organizers to find out, you know, how are we doing this year at Porkfest compared to last year? I haven't. Um, I actually have not verified anything yet, and I should do that, and maybe I'll come back and report back. What's your impression? Um, to me, it seems like there's been more people consistently from Sunday when I mm. showed up. There have been a lot of people. Today was a big day. I'm seeing tons of people I haven't seen before. You know, I just ran into Angela Keaton. From antiwar.com. Yeah, and, you know, um, Megan and Lola girls. And it's just been, I mean, it's been great. So Lots of ladies here, too, uh, this year. I, I, I believe that more women are showing up every single year to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I have no official numbers or statistics to back this up. I do. Just my observation. I count boobies, and it's <laughs> definitely up. Usually with, uh, you know, libertarian things, usually there's a lot of guys. It's true. And I don't see that here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I mean, I don't think it's entirely 50-50, but maybe it's like 40-60. And, you know, if you're a girl or a woman or a gal or, you know, a bitch, you know... You're in a good place. You, hey, you have your pickings. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Uh, There's plenty of eligible uh, bachelors at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, except for Brad now. Not me. uh, No longer in the uh, the running. No. (laughs) So eight five five four fifty free. What are you looking forward to, Carla, the president of the Free State Project? And we still have two full days remaining of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So what's coming up that uh, you're going to be at? I think um, I mean there's just a slew of things. There there, there are a hundred things. I um, there's a uh, flash fiction contest with um, flash fiction. So that's like a very short form of fiction. Like and a, like how short? Um, it depends whose definition you take, but okay. it's a thousand words or less, but around 300. 
And um, I really wanted to do that because that's my day job and mm-hmm. I never get to do it. So I was like, ah, I want to go beat down something. But um, I can't because I'm going to be moderating together with Angela Keaton, the um, Austin versus Danny skepticals versus oh uh, i heard about this the conspiracy people yes. the conspiracy crowd is debating the skeptics yes and that's i'm moderating <laughs> now when is that is that uh, friday or saturday that's gonna be at saturday at noon in the queen's tent saturday at noon queen's tent so i mean th- that's gonna be i think really entertaining <laughs> i think so because uh you know i'm i'm definitely a critic of the cons- conspiracy crowd so me it'll be, too it'll be fun me to too. see them get owned uh hey uh, carla <laughs> thanks for stopping in uh, always appreciate your time. Uh, and, and once again, you are the president of the Free State Project, and the Free State Project is the reason that we're all here together right now. So uh, thanks again. Uh, 855-450-FREE. She definitely deserves applause. Thank you for that, audience. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. We're here live from the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing. Take control of the airwaves toll-free if you like, 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com, get interactive, and enjoy the various features you'll find there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And, of course, if you want, you can support the show. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through the links uh, you'll find there. Once again, shop.freetalklive.com. Of course, there are uh, some things that, and by the way, when you enter through those links, uh, Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase, so lots of stuff you can get there. But some things, you should go straight to the source. You should, if you're looking, for instance, for the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio, just go straight to ccrane.com. They are the manufacturer. Why deal with a middleman? Because you can get over 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 tunes. You can get it all with C-Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. And of course, since it's Wi-Fi, it goes wherever Wi-Fi signal is, uh, which means you can put it anywhere uh, that your home Wi-Fi is available. And listen to your favorite uh, tunes or talk radio. Of course, Free Talk Live is available through the C-Crane C, uh, CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio, as is LRN.FM and all the great programs that you can find over there. So learn more about the C-Crane company and the quality of their products the best go to ccrane.com c c r a n e.com ccrane.com as we continue here tonight with you it's ian and bradley we've got our special guest mike here in the uh, lrn.fm studios at the porcupine freedom festival and this guest has brought a rig in with him uh, because he is going to be the next show that is live here from the studio after we're done tonight uh brett vanat will be uh, doing his school sucks project live edition and you've got a bunch of cameras uh here brett you are going to be pointing as i understand it one camera at each of your co-hosts tonight is that right yeah we're really going to be pretty thorough tonight with the cameras we're going to have one on each co-host one on the crowd a wide shot of all three of us mm-hmm. And um, this is uh, usually on every Thursday night we stream it 
on uh, Ustream as a video show, but you can't do that from here because of the Internet. So yeah, the Internet's terrible yep, here. We're just recording to a hard drive, so we have all kinds of additional options that I'm really excited about unless there's uh, technical difficulties. Well, we were talking about you earlier tonight, and, and you weren't here to be privy to the conversation, but uh, Brad was uh, being critical of the School Sucks name, and I had to, I had to agree with him having uh, gone out and done uh, school outreach and outreaching to high school and middle school students with School, stuck, uh, school Sucks you know, flyers and signage and things like that, and finding that it really upsets people because they don't see the rest of the message, and that is that education is really important. Uh, I mean, you're a former uh, teacher, as I understand it, and yeah. uh, education is really important to you, but you don't think school is such a great thing, especially when it's run by the government. But Brad says there are some good schools, so it's not fair to say that school sucks. I mean, am I, I, don't, am I uh, recounting your words correctly, Brad? Yeah, that, that's fair to say. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the uh, the podcast, Brad, but it's it's just the title that I personally fear may turn some people off because you're certainly not anti-education. Oh, yeah, and this is, uh, this is certainly criticism that I've dealt with for a while, all the way back to, uh, I think it was at this point a couple of years ago, when Sam first, uh, Sam Dotson, who used to live up here and was mm-hmm. part of Free Keen, first started doing outreach at the school, uh, and uh, there was a, a counter-protest that formed, uh, I think it was called Free Keen from the Free Keeners or something like that. And this Free was... Keen from the Free Keen stigma. I, yeah. I love it when there are people who are, like, arguing against liberty activists because they're saying, you know, they're imposing their way on us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to force I'm going to force you to do something by leaving you alone. Right. Yeah. But that was one of the first things when they were uh, airing their grievances. One of the first things they brought up was the name of this show. And I, and I do recognize that um, we don't want to give people excuses to run away from maybe a message that's already kind of hard to hear, especially as you get older and your reality tunnel grows thicker. You mm-hmm. know, and you don't want to let new ideas into it. Uh, it's it's very easy to find uh, reasons, or, or I guess you're looking for reasons to dismiss any new ideas that are uncomfortable, that upset the paradigm in which you're in which you're comfortable. So, um, like for example, I, I remember trying to turn people on to Free Domain Radio, and one of the criticisms was, "I don't like his accent." Right? <laughs> so, I mean, you you people will look for any excuse, and I understand that this title is a little bit off-putting. Uh, so it. For me, it was a valuable marketing slogan in the beginning, considering the audience that I was trying to reach, which was young people. Sure. I mean, that's where I got the idea is from kids telling me how much school sucked. And that was that was the catchphrase. I, uh, that's what I had uh, pointed out. I think it's absolutely great for young people. It's just the uh, their parents aren't going to necessarily get it right out the right out the gate or, or agree. But that doesn't mean I don't support what you're doing. Obviously, I think that uh, your podcast is great. And now that you've, you're doing a live show, that's even more exciting because you can get, you know, live calls uh, on the air and that sort of thing. And uh, you'll have guests on, I'm sure, here tonight on your program yeah. here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So, and this is your first year doing uh, School Sucks Live. This is this is my sixth week doing School Sucks Live. Yeah, so definitely the first time here. And um, I think it's really great. It's uh, sometimes when you're doing a kind of a niche podcast and you're not you don't have callers and you're not maybe dealing with current events. It's hard to keep things fresh. So to go Mm -hmm. live, to be able to take callers, to do it as a video show, to put it on YouTube was like a a new way of doing things to kind of freshen the show up a bit. Well, you're really good with your podcast, though, uh, pointing out, like, oh, this is a current event, so th- right now I'm going to cover this. You yeah. Know? And so you, you make it very clear to your listeners, which is particularly cool. Yeah, we, ha- we do have a, uh, a, a series, an ongoing series called School News, where if there's a current event mm. that I just can't resist... Uh, we will deal with it. You know, there's something that I was looking at here in the news uh, that uh, I spotted. Clinton, North Carolina, 
where the mother of a Clinton third grader says a school administrator went too far when she strip-searched her child after accusations that he stole from another student. Have you come across this one yet? I haven't, but, I mean, we're hearing stories about this all the time. I mean, you know, school Strip-searching? Um, yeah, there's been several uh, wow. cases of high school girls being strip-searched, high school girls being spanked, and mm-hmm. all of this grows out of things like zero tolerance, you know, where... Sure, school teaches obedience, but all of those people who work in the school are, are really very obedient as well. I mean, teaching, uh, being a school administrator, those are obedient professions. Uh, and if there are rules, well, we follow the rules. So uh, a lot of these things, if it is a zero-tolerance policy uh, related to drugs, related to violence, related to theft, um, you, you see these things happening, where anything is justified if it's in the name of stopping something that uh, zero-tolerance has been put in front of. And, of course, the answer is to get your kids out of these government schools in the first place so they don't have to be put into these situations, right? Yeah, I I mean, that's my number one recommendation, and I recognize that that is terribly difficult for some people. In fact, a lot of people are in situations where it's simply not even feasible. Hmm. Uh, I mean, that may be economic reasons. Maybe you have high school-age kids who want to go to school. You can't really... Uh, keep them home if they want to be at school. That's where the dating pool is. Sometimes people get divorced and, you know, wife or husband does not have a similar mindset and they Mm -hmm. want the kids in the school. And sometimes people get court orders. A woman was telling me down at the pavilion here yesterday after I gave a talk about what to do. How do you survive school if you have to go or if your kids have to be there? Uh, And she said that happened to me. My husband got a court order to make me send them to school. Well, right. Of course, the court is going to side on the uh, parent's side that wants the child to go to the government school. Yeah. So for me, that's part of the message. But what I think is really important as kids discover this show, because I think school sucks is a Googleable phrase for a lot of kids. Uh, One kid, a high school kid who had a bad day at school, told me he discovered the show by putting that into Google, which was great. Um, But to hear a voice coming from somewhere else, you know, when you're in that position, you feel like you have no rights, you have no recourse, uh, you have no voice to hear an adult who says, hey, I've been on the other side. And yeah, you're right. This does suck. This isn't right. You're being mistreated and not like, hey, give up or hey, drop out or hey, rebel. But just uh, I hope the show can be a supportive voice for young people, because this, this can be a very, very damaging experience. But there are ways to survive it. Uh, like if prison. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But there yeah. are ways to survive it if you know what you're involved in. Well, one thing that I would like to to suggest to you, Brett, is to reach out to kids like uh, this poor, I don't know, this poor person who was strip-searched by a school administrator. You know, I guarantee you that the administrator... told the child what to do and the ch- the child just went and did it but it had the child had said no um the oh boy the the uh school administrator uh you know here in new hampshire people uh teachers can actually use uh physical force against students to correct or punish their misbehavior yeah and uh for a school administrator to put their hands on a child and take their clothes off that would actually be assault so if kids said no i mean they wouldn't have their clothes taken off, but, I mean, the school teaches kids to say yes. Yes, to everything that is comes from authority. That's, That's a right. big problem. Brett, what's your website? Schoolsucksproject.com, and we are on LRN at 10 tonight. All right, that's 10 Eastern now. Uh, that's uh, schoolsucksproject.com. More with Brett Benad and uh, the, the audience size here has doubled since you've come in. So thank you for uh, bringing all these people in. I think they're here to see you. My pleasure. Uh, more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. 
We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2012 edition here to take your calls if you make them at 855-450-FREE or perhaps you'd rather just listen to us talk to interesting people here at Porkfest. We can do that too because there's no shortage of them. All kinds of great folks here from all across not just this country but the world. Uh, there was a guy here from Norway uh, that uh, that was visiting. I know that much and I imagine there's usually, there's usually a handful of folks from all manner of different places. Uh, Roger's here visiting from Japan. Uh, so there's just a lot of great uh, Great people that have come together for the experience of being around others who are of like mindset. I mean, it's uh, it's an, an incredible time. I highly recommend that you get up here if it's at all possible uh, this year. Of course, there's always going to be another pork fest. So if you can't make it out this year, well, you'll have to deal with having uh, the, uh, the the video that JJ is taking of all the different panel discussions and such uh, going on down down there to give you kind of an example of uh, some of just a, a fraction of what's going on because certainly not everything is happening uh, that is being recorded. There's just so much going on. The whole campsite is abuzz with activity. Everything from Agora Alley, people who are selling their wares, selling delicious food, t-shirts, all manner of uh, custom homemade products. It's just a, a lot of fun. So porkfest.com P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. And one of the things about doing business here at uh, Porkfest is you can usually uh, offer or uh, offer products for sale or buy products with alternative currencies like uh, Bitcoin or silver. Uh, so there's a lot of silver that's being traded uh, out and about here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And maybe you'd like to get your hands on some silver. Well, if you're not here, uh, you can obviously do it here. But if you're not here, you can go to silver.freetalklive.com. You can also get gold through there as well. Uh, silver.freetalklive.com is where you can get some uh, some hand-picked gold and silver pieces by our friends over at Midas Resources. So we've been teamed up with Midas for a long time because it's Midas that is behind the Genesis Communications Network, which is the company that's behind syndicating this uh, this radio program. So whenever you go and do your silver purchases over at silver.freetalklive.com, not only are you going to get a good deal on silver, but you're also going to help Free Talk Live out as well. So once again, that's silver.freetalklive.com dot com uh, to go and get uh, your silver. Brad Jard is still here with me uh, tonight. Thanks for sticking it out uh, for the whole show, Brad. When you could be out partying, uh, as you mentioned during one of the breaks, you are one of the few people here at Porkfest who is not under an altered state of consciousness at the moment. <laughs> uh, yes, that is correct. Uh, yes, and it's uh, you know, I mean, it's fun to walk around and you know, wave your fa- wave your hand in front of people's faces and be like, "Hey, how you doing?" You know. People are having a good time, and of course, it's uh, it's nighttime here on the East Coast, and uh, folks will inevitably be uh, be out and about socializing for quite a while. Angela Keaton is joining us on the third microphone, uh, kind of a pork fest regular at this point. How many years, uh, Angela, has uh, has it been now for you that you've been coming here? Maybe three out of four years. Three out of four. Yeah, and. This is my favorite part, though, is watching, you know, with my friends coming in who also love Free Talk Live and who love radio, like the whole cast from the Angel Clark show and Corey Moore and everybody. That's my whole thing about radio tonight. I'm like just into it. Nothing ever bad ever happens in a radio studio. It's awesome. Nothing ever bad ever happens in a radio studio. 
I'm trying to think. I, if I, will, I, can I'm prob- that. I, I mean, I may be wrong. I'm looking I'm just trying to think of like the Allen Berg assassination. I think that might have actually happened in front of his house and not at the studio. You mean when they killed the disc jockey? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm looking around and I'm not seeing anything bad, but. No, everything's cool here. The vibe here is great. The people here are great. I don't see how anything bad can happen at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And, uh, you know, if somebody wanted to do something bad anywhere at Porkfest, it probably wouldn't get very far because there are so many people that are strapped uh, here at Porkfest. I mean, I imagine a good portion of the audience in here is, uh, I'm not asking you. You don't have to raise your hand. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to prove it either. Uh, but I imagine a number of people are strapped. Some, some of them you can see the, the, their piece, uh, others you cannot. Uh, that's a fairly popular thing here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival because one, we're in New Hampshire where it's not a problem to open carry a weapon. Uh, two, we're on private property where the owner doesn't care if you're carrying a weapon. And, uh, you know, three, it's just a group of folks that, uh, that values open carry and concealed carry and self-defense and being able to rely on their own selves to protect themselves from aggression. And, uh, Angela, you're coming out from the California region, correct? Yes, Los Angeles. So, I mean, you're still out in L.A. You must love it there, huh? Is it really I, great? I actually, I, okay. You know, I'm kind of like a real Rothbardian, like in all the worst cultural ways. I, you know, I hate the driving. I love being in an urban area. I need lots of loud noise and mm-hmm. constant stimulation. And, you know, it, that's why it's so hard to leave. And Free Hollywood is kind of what we've been doing out there. And I want to big, big plugs the sites really? up. And oh, it's 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 great. What and, is this all about? This is oh, the first I've heard of it. Oh my God, this is like the most amazing, you know, hip. You know, fashionably dressed. Everyone's good looking. Everyone has all the cool references. It's amazing. It's like we, it, it is the reality show about modern anarchists. You know, the new anarchists, the volunteerists. Wait a minute. There's this a television show? It should be. I want to pitch this. <laughs> So but, tell me more. I mean, what is this all about? Well, um, our, this, our guy who does all the videos is a guy named Stanton Cruz. He works as an animator and is a bunch of stuff and really amazing. And he posts these great things online and has these great statements from some amazing people who've been, you know, some of them have been, you know, like like me, kind of like, you know, first activist and ended up as a career, unfortunate career path from non-choices. Mm-hmm. And then there's the also the real activists who came through Ron Paul's original 2007 message when it was still really radical and base and on the ground and was really turning people into, uh, you know. To the, you don't to think the Ron Paul's is radical now as he was in 2007, if Ooh. not more so? Ooh, did I just open up a... You might have. Ooh, okay. Oh, if we're going to get serious. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I wasn't following okay. the campaign as closely as you were, but I saw Ron Paul in the debates this time saying things that were pro-volunteerism. I mean, to see that happen in a national debate was pretty radical. Ron Paul, the man, amazing. You know, it's like it is subversive. It's like what Tucker Carlson said, like, look at all these freaks and Ward Cleaver is their leader. You know, I mean, it's 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 the ultimate subversive message. You know, here's Grandpa talking about heroin right there in South Carolina, right, right out in the, the open. Debate. It was so awesome. Well, I mean, how could how that could that was radical? I mean, that was radical. How yeah. could how could Ron Paul be considered uh, radical today? Um, I mean, we're in a county that Ron Paul won here in New in Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah. So, I mean, do all these are all these people in this county that that voted for dr paul are they you know do they think that your grandmother should use heroin is are they coming from that standpoint of course not, of course not. i mean it's it's i think the ideas are really catching on and becoming far more acceptable and mainstream well i know it is a, it is a very exciting time in some ways i just i tend to be somewhat of a skeptic when it comes to concentrations of power when you have a grassroots movement and a movement that has to remain populist. Otherwise, we will never have mass appeal. Mm -hmm. And the institutionalization of it, kind of the permanent think tanks and now like the permanent campaign apparatus surrounding the Ron Paul family, just from kind of a weird kind of 
I guess a right-wing Chomsky perspective just kind of irks me a little bit. I'm not big on political dynasties, and I don't think of libertarian institutions It doesn't look like the Ron Paul dynasty is really going to last. I mean, with this Rand Paul character uh, endorsing Mitt Romney, I don't think there's much of a dynasty there. And, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. See, my attitude is, look, I mean, I don't go, get into a voting booth, so all these issues are academic. It mm. makes life a lot easier. But, I mean, come on. I mean... You know, what kind of, when did we start getting into this tribal and ancestral worship stuff? I mean, okay, so Carol Paul had a child. Okay, I get that. Yeah. Now, is this someone that's to the, you know, he's born to this? I mean, what were the expectations here? I mean, if his last name were Smith, we would never have this conversation about this guy. He'd be like Walter Jones or Barbara Lee or Dennis Kucinich, who we follow occasionally when it works out and then when it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. We're not paying attention to him. So tell me more about antiwar.com, Angela. Uh, what is it that's going, uh, what's going on over there right now? You know, always, always the best and bad news. Right now, you know, we're going Syria crazy. <laughs> Everyone's going Syria crazy. You know, for months ago, it occurred to most people, no one knows really anything about Syria. I think this is like the, you know, the kind of general consensus out there for mm. a few months. People were just kind of really focusing on the Iran things from the activist perspective. Because, you know, the talking points for Iran were a lot easier. I mean, we kind of know this better with Syria. It's one of these humanitarian situations where, okay, you're seeing Christina Amanpour screaming on CNN, but how the hell do you know if she knows what exactly. the hell's going on? Exactly. I'm a fan of Anderson Cooper's program, and when I see, you know, when I'm watching him be so emotional about this, like, it, it seems like a, a real genocide is happening, but you have to question it. You, you can't say for sure that, you know, the news is being fair because, well, they're not. And so how do you know what's really happening? Antiwar.com. Antiwar.com. You guys get sources from all around the world, news sources, about a variety of different conflicts that are happening. Because it's not just Syria where people are fighting one another. And Antiwar.com is like the go-to place for all of this information. We actually cover quite a bit. I mean, we cover certainly a lot of issues on the whistleblowers. We have Kelly Blahos' column where you can pretty much find coverage of everything from CNAS to, you know, um, alternative coverage on the Department of Defense. She did a really great profile of Winslow Wheeler. If you're into, like, um, you know, stealth technology, all kinds of all the weaponry and gimmickry of war, definitely check out Kelly's column. You guys have some great opinion columns, also news. It's updated fresh every single day. Plus, you guys even do a radio program, Anti-War Radio, available daily over at LRN.FM and, of course, uh, antiwar.com slash radio. Yes, that's right. And, uh, we're, we're, and we're really proud to be carried on LRN. Well, it's great. I don't even know how many years it's been now that you've been there. What, like a couple years? Yes, like I think, that? yeah, it might be approaching, approaching three. So my pleasure to, oh. uh, to help make that happen. Angela Keaton from Antiwar.com. Keep up the great work. Glad to see you here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Brad Jardis, thanks for coming in. As thank always, you, appreciate you being here. And thank you, everybody, for being here and spending time with us. Uh, we'll uh, return tomorrow night. More live from the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We've still got two nights of this remaining and looking forward to bringing uh, special guests to you and all kinds of conversation and talking to you about whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live.